This is Joey from Murder Metal Mayhem. My co-hosts are really sick, paralyzed, and about to die. Give us money. Spreading faster than a case of the clap in a trailer court. Able to shatter eardrums within a 666-mile radius. A podcast more brutal than all the rest. It's Murder Metal What the hell is up, gentlemen? What's up, motherfuckers? Doing that thing we do here on Tuesday, and that's quite the intro there, Joey, but our <laughs> listeners may be a little confused, but they'll understand as they listen to this after episode. After we do this one, yeah. Yeah, you'll get it after you hear what we're going to say about the uh, feature tonight. But we're here at Horns High Studios for the Horns High Podcast Network doing episode 140. Chris, getting a little closer to another milestone. Fucking right. Uh, 10 away. That's right. Should be a good one. And the last of our Murdering Moms of May special. I can't say I'll miss it because it has got to been the most had to have been the most oh, depressing yeah. fucking month of episodes right. like of we, children being killed. Yeah, and like we said last week, yeah, this week it's not the mom nah, doing yeah, the right. murder. And now it's a little Turning different. the tables yeah. a little yeah, bit. Yeah. And fucking the, the most fucked up thing, too, is if we could do this again next year, no problem. Yeah, we, we could, could definitely go different more mode. easily. Oh, yes. yeah. So, yeah, we, we definitely had a few that we had on the list but didn't make the final four. So, yeah, we could easily do it again. Uh, and, of course, uh, we got some good T-shirts on tonight, Chris. I see you got – was that a Disney shirt on? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Wow, this is a motherfucking dope-ass sexual atrocity shirt. Nice. In front of us got a – uh, what's his name? Charlie Sheen on it with a rolled up hundred dollar bill hanging out his nose, looking all nice. fucked up and shit. What's the back say? <laughs> and the back says, uh, it just says, uh, let's get high and fuck shit up. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Jenny, yeah, Jenny's like, I really like the back. Yeah, shit. that's <laughs> what I was asking because I didn't catch it. I saw it said something, but I didn't catch it. Yeah, that's let's hilarious. get high and fuck shit. I've gotten so many compliments at gas stations for this. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure. Motherfuckers are like, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> Joey, what about you? Looking like you're uh, towing the company line over there. Yeah. Wearing that uh, the newest uh, Murder Metal Mayhem shirt, the Gaither print that we got done. Nice. That's and Gaither got now. the one I sent him. He loves it. Hell and yeah. he's going to take yeah. some pictures of him with the shirt on, awesome. which would be cool. Fucking A. We still have those available, large right. 2X. Get some. They're so amazing, though. The four color front and back. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll have pictures of this, of course, on our Facebook. And you can order them and... Help support the cause. Uh, now, last week, or well, I'm sorry, my deep. shirt. I'm, yeah, I skipped myself. <laughs> uh, my Benediction shirt that oh, I got yeah. um, shirt. after yeah. the new album came out. I ordered this one, and uh, it took a little while to get here from England, but I got it. So definitely dig those guys. I love the artwork on that. I think fucking, I could be wrong. I think maybe Dan Seagrave did that. I'm not sure. He I'm not sure. I like the fucking gorguts and fucking yeah a lot of those old death metal albums yeah he uh the artwork is badass i just love the colors in it too all right so last week we did our episode on susan smith that horrible fucking bitch of a mother drowned her little boys by letting her car roll into a lake in union south carolina in 1994 just standing there watching you you have no fucking heart when you're watching it happen right yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine it, um, but this bitch, you know, just an absolutely awful story. 
But of course, keeping with that theme of the Murdering Moms of May episodes this month, and uh, we talk all about the crimes and, of course, the sensational nature of it and all the stories that came out about her you know, affair with her stepdad yeah. and all this fucked up shit. So it's a good one. CK called in to talk about Corsus, the uh, thrash metal band from Brazil. Totally dig those dudes. Yep. Yeah, they're pretty dope. Yeah, they're really good. Had the interview. Yeah, and we did that interview with Antonio, their guitar player, and the full interview came out the day after the episode came out. So you got a double barrel, uh, double episodes last week. And uh, if you missed either one, go check them out. We passed 800 listens to Antonio's interview and a 1100 to episode 139 so that was as of today so thank you everybody that's listened and if you missed it go give it a listen check it out also speaking of all the corsa stuff thanks to all these new brazilian listeners uh they have entered the top 10 countries listening so thanks to all our new listeners gracias that uh uh that knew about us from the corsa stuff uh so really really cool so horns up to all you guys All right, well, tonight, guys, are not going to disappoint. We have had quite a few people on our Facebook page say they are absolutely fucking stoked to hear this one. Right. Gypsy motherfucking Rose. Yeah, Gypsy Rose, uh, horrible mother of the month uh, episodes we've been doing. And this one is in Springfield, Missouri. Uh, Gypsy Rose Blanchard and the murder of her mom, uh, Dee Dee Blanchard. And, of course, our buddy and listener, Justin Morris, suggested this one a while back. Yep. And Justin was supposed to be here, uh, but his work beckoned, and he was not able to break away. So sorry you missed this, Justin. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully you're doing we good do out there, it right. Hopefully we do it right. Uh, we'll get him in here again. He likes coming in here, and it's always fun to have a guest host with us. So. And uh, still, thank you so much for the suggestion. Oh, yeah. This is a case that definitely Murder Mel Mayhem's... It's built for us. I it think. is. It really is. Certain ones are just like right in yeah. our wheelhouse, yeah. and this yeah. is one of them. Uh, we'll be covering the case in depth in the murder segment tonight, and it is thankfully the last of the Murdering Moms of May <laughs> series, despite the fact in this one, as we said, it's a little table turn. The daughter does the killing instead yeah. of the mom. So Yeah, but goddamn the shit the mom does. Oh, it's so <laughs> awful, yeah. So we'll tell you all about it. Uh, Got CK warming up, ready to throw down in the metal segment. Um, He's having some internet issues, so he's going to be doing the episode from his phone. Uh, But he's all fired up. He's going to be talking about a band I know absolutely nothing about. I don't know either. I don't know. I I looked it up, and I'm like, who the fuck is Overcast? Yeah, so CK, you're going to render us. Yeah, and I listened to the first song I heard of them. It was very new metal to me, and I was like what is this? And then he, I was like, maybe I had the wrong band, you know, maybe there's more than one overcast, you know? And he sent me a link to an MP3 of, or a a YouTube of one of the songs, same band, same album I listened to, but I didn't listen to this particular song. So, (laughs) Hey, he's a great metal motherfucker. We give him carte blanche to just do whatever. So we're going to hear about the band overcast tonight. And he's been, of course, raising hell on Wildman, and we're going to hear about all of that in the metal segment. Got a good killer cage match tonight, guys, which is a very special one because we decided 
that uh, we're going to do this one a little different. And Chris, yeah. we got some listeners. We got Roger we Smith. We got Rebecca Boomsock in there like a motherfucker. And we got Maggie Elizabeth. Maggie, it's been a while. Good to hear from you. Yeah, for sure. They gave us those random numbers, and we got an interesting matchup tonight, Joey. And what did we decide to do? Well, all month we've been using yeah. our. Uh, our fucking topic of the day right so gypsy rose blanchard she's gonna get her fucking day in the ring right you thought she couldn't walk watch this <laughs> right uh, so she's gonna go up against fucking uh uh her mom, her mom. Oh, yeah, her mom. That's right. Yeah. I lost my place in my nose. But also, I remember that we had this conversation right. where we're like, hey, we should have them fight each other. Yeah. Right? So that's what we're doing. And that's going to be fucking awesome. So Dee Dee awesome. gets some revenge, yeah, maybe, on is... her daughter that kills her. Oh, or, or the daughter gets revenge on again, her mom who cut kills her. Kills her again. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. It's going to so be rough, dude. It's going to be interesting. And of course, we did it with three objects this week Oof. and a variable to make it interesting. So stay tuned in the mayhem segment to see how that one ends up. And speaking of mayhem, Joey's got a good uh, story for us I tonight. Know, I got a story a little tonight. personal injury story. That should be pretty gruesome. <laughs> Those are always good. Oh, yeah. Uh, huge thanks to SpellboundEffectsAndArt.com. So amazing. Um, I love talking about their stuff. We always get compliments about the forearm with our name carved in right. it or spike. Spike and fucking lamp. Yeah, pretty so wicked. I try to fucking share his shit all the time, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love just seeing the new stuff he comes up with. So Tony Campagna over there at SpellboundEffectsAndArt.com. Go check him out. And also our friends at Rotten Cotton for being a sponsor of us, as well as Voice of Dread. Uh, Those guys have the greatest uh, T-shirts and hoodies and stickers. All the shit. Comics, graphic novels, really great stuff. And, Joey, they get a little discount if they, they use a special code. If you code. spend $20 or more at the rotten.rottencotton.com shop, <laughs> you can get 15% off your whole purchase just by putting mayhem in the discount code. Right. Very cool. So very simple. And they got a lot of cool stuff, horror, um, serial killer stuff. I'm going to order the Panzram shirt, I think. Really? Yeah, I think I need it. I think I need it. <laughs> That's yeah. badass. You know, I keep so. fucking running across things that are like, they'll almost say Murder Mel Mayhem, you know? Uh, <laughs> like that one, I was like, Murder and Mayhem. Yeah, what the fuck was that? I don't remember. I don't remember some fucking, But anyway, I fucking, uh, my homie Testy's got me this new fucking, it's a Three from Hell fucking poster. Oh, nice. And it's signed by, uh, I can't think of the guy's name now, the fucking, the new guy in it. But anyway, fucking, the top of it says fucking Murder Madness Mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, Dude, it's so close. It's so, it's so close. <laughs> Didn't we see that with the, was it Starved Rock or one of the cases? That's we, exactly what it was. I had the fucking article from the news. Yeah. That's, that's right. exactly what it was. Yeah, that's yes. right. Yeah. I can't <laughs> yeah. believe I remembered that. Yeah, good one. So, yeah, with so many of these episodes, man, every week is just brutal. So, rottencotton.com, use that may- code mayhem, score 15% off. Uh, thanks to everybody out there listening to Murder Metal Mayhem. We keep seeing the numbers rolling in. Uh, this week, we're right around 3,500 listens, Chris. So, Shit, about 1,000 yeah, from up from last week. Fucking A, man. That's fucking Go great. Brazil. Yeah, Brazil <laughs> and, and the Antonio interview probably makes up a good part of that. So uh, if you missed it uh, in our last episode, we've moved the page a day stuff to the murder segment. So in case we had somebody that missed 
a show and then they're like, oh man, I really missed hearing Joey do those page of days. We are doing doing it. it. Yeah. In the murder segment. Right. We wanted to shorten the intro up a little and we thought, well, let's just put it in where it probably should be anyway, which is murder. Yeah, whenever we first started doing it, it was just kind of like, hey, I got this yeah, thing I kind of want to do, and right. we just kind of put it there. For no, it's yeah, such it's, a cool thing. I think it fits so much better, like we all thought oh, after me, the when episode. it comes October, I'll be fucking hitting up their site like, yo, y'all doing this true crime one right, again? Right, right. Put, better put us in it next better. time. Better. <laughs> all right, well, Chris and Joey got a lot on our plate tonight. We're going to be taking a little trip southwest to the Shit, state of yeah. Missouri. Uh, to talk about another piece of shit mother. Yeah, so it is the show me state. So we'll see what they could show us, Chris. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's get our murder. Oh, wait. Let's get our murder on. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nasty, man. Misery Index, baby. Fuck yeah. Hammering the nails from their latest. Hell yeah is right. Uh, We had a chance, Chris, to talk to the drummer, Adam Jarvis, Jarvis, who's from Illinois, not too far from us. Really good dude. Very down to earth, but fucking unbelievable. And uh, yeah, (laughs) digging those guys for sure. Um, Tonight, though, guys, we have got a very, very strange story. All month, we've been covering these horrible fucking mothers and the abuse and murder they've dealt upon their own children. But this time, we're talking about another mother who's also a complete piece of shit and abused her daughter. Another motherfucker. Gypsy Rose Blanchard. (laughs) Um, She convinced the community in Springfield, uh, Missouri, that uh, Gypsy Rose had fucking cancer, MS, asthma, mental deficiencies, and all sorts of other problems. All kinds of shit. Yeah, I mean, a list of stuff. And all for one reason, Joey, and that was just for fucking... Well... Like you I, said it, in the intro. It, it was actually really a couple reasons, because uh, sympathy, cash... Right? Yep. As you find out, they were taking advantage of everything that they oh, could. Oh, yeah. People are very generous, yeah. man. They're taking fucking vacations. Yeah. They're doing all sorts of shit. It's fucked up. We talked about... Uh, you know, Susan Smith and the deception that she caused on the world by giving her statements. This is you know, a very similar story, it, I think. It is, and it's a, it's just a whole nother way to deceive people where people were just like, hold on, wait, what's going on? Right. And it was... Outrage. Yeah, man. Outrage. Um, so as we mentioned, our listener and friend Justin Morris Fuck suggested yeah. this one, and I'm glad he did because it is a really good story. And... Uh, a lot of our listeners have been commenting, really oh, yeah. excited about this one. Now, Joey, had you heard much about this one before we started talking about I, doing it? I did. Uh, I used to live in Springfield, Missouri for a while. Oh, um, okay. So You're really the world traveler. <laughs> I, I lived in like the most fucking ridiculous places. But anyway, uh, I, I lived there. So, of course, like the tie to, this, to a city that I knew was there. And really, um, the reason why I know this case is, and to be honest, until I found out we're doing the podcast, I had never even watched the HBO documentary until then. And now I have watched it, but um, I'm really into uh, police interrogation videos. 
Like I yeah. love that shit. I love watching the cat and mouse game between. Oh them. yeah, and the so Gypsy real, Rose yeah. case in that fucking respect is very big. Yes, because her and her boyfriend's testimony or their interviews right. are, are just very very fucking interesting to watch, and mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I, I agree. And so I already knew about it all because of that, <clears throat> and. And I knew some of the case, the the facts and stuff, but yeah, doing it this way. And then I watched, you know, Mommy Dead and Dearest and right. a couple of the other things. I was like, okay, I got a little more rounded on it. Yeah, it's a very, very fascinating story. Now, Chris, we're going to be talking about a topic that might impress some people that we actually know what this means, but <laughs> Munchausen syndrome by proxy. Uh, and so what exactly is that, dude? That's basically like if you're a caregiver, in this case it's the mother, but it could be like a caregiver for an elderly person. Yeah, like a nurse or, or else. CNA. Or and something. they're the ones with the disability, not the person being taken care right. of. They're the ones with the mental issues. They they fake that they have this person has sicknesses or they try to do poison them to make them sick or whatever. Right. So they get attention from the rest of the world or that they're taking from, care yeah, of that they're taking care of them look at me look what i'm doing for this person yeah that's basically like up. that and it, and like i said it's that person's mental disorder that causes it and it's really fucked up it is and in this one we you even got the monetary fucking... gain part of yeah. it too right. so yes it's all about look at me look at me and the sympathy Just, factor but also in this attention. case yeah, the attention for Not sure. Not only this case, we could do a fucking whole nother month just on fucking Munchausen cases. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's you a know. bunch of them. Yeah. So it's an interesting concept, but I know we're going to talk about it, Chris, so I wanted to bring it up so they know what that means. Because, I mean, I, I, until I actually read the definition of it myself, I wasn't 100% sure. So I'm glad I did. It's definitely like, I mean, we talk about a lot of fucked up people on the show, of course, and there's some really brutal people and shit, but... In, in a mental capacity, these are some of the fucking craziest mm-hmm. cases that you'll ever read about. These oh, people yeah. are fucking so fucking way out. Yeah, definitely. So it starts with the mother of Gypsy Rose. Uh, she was known as Dee Dee, but was born Claudine Pitree or Pitree. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. In Louisiana. In my birth year, 1967, so that's Hell, how yeah. old I am. But Hell, uh, yeah. uh, she was one of five kids. Uh, Dee Dee was known to the rest of her family, I saw, as a thief. Yeah. That's not very nice. And uh, they felt that uh, you know it was a bit of a retaliation when things didn't go her way. I mean, so that's what I do. I go steal the control. a car. Yeah, there like you somebody go. Somebody says, no, you can't do that. Like, <laughs> fuck you, I'm going to go steal this car. I wonder how close she was to a... Uh, Jefferson Davis Parish down there. Right? Oh, God. Yeah, hard to tell. She might have been working the fucking corner. Um, She was... You know, pretty as a younger girl, but as she, she got was. older, man, when they showed the pictures of her, yeah, like, like the high school, school and all, like I was like, man, queen. she was really pretty. Like she was, and she started to put on weight, and she got really self conscious about fucking it. Quick, and she's a young adult, and she's working as a nurse's aide. Um, and there were some suspicions that she killed her own mother in 1997 by denying her food, but apparently this was never proven. Did you guys? See anything about that? I saw that, yeah, that she might have starved her. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's fucked up, crazy. man. Your own mind. I didn't God see almighty. like I didn't see anybody go uh, elaborate any further into why they thought that or what. Yeah, whatnot. I was curious. It, you're right. I was too. I was like, reason. I want to know what the fuck. Yeah, what yeah the where'd fuck? you get that from? It's Obviously, crazy. though, her her mom like for real almost died, and 
she wasn't convicted or nothing, so right. I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. But, you know, considering what she did later on in life. Right. You know it's very possible. You know what's fucked up, too? She was a nurse's aide. And, man, she, you, you read about these fucking, you know, these fucking people with the fucked up problems and that they're nurses or whatnot. And some of those ladies, they kill a lot of people in the hospitals and all that. Like some of your like highest the, cases of homicides are fucking like the Black Widow shit, or exactly. Yeah. And fucking, but they also get the Munchausen shit because they're like caring for this kid, and all of a sudden it dies, and it's like so they go get another kid. It's yeah, so and then that fucked happens. up, man. Like I don't know what it is with nurses, though. I don't know, man. Let me ask. <laughs> yeah, my, and the thing let me is, ask my is aunt, it, my cousin, they're both nurses. Well, you know, the the thing is, you're trusting them so yeah. much. That's what's so perverse about yeah. this whole concept of a nurse doing this, something. So I guess that's why I, against I, what she's there exactly. to do. You know, and, it's fucked up, and that's why it's fucked up. Dee Dee could have went further into doing it within the hospital since she worked in that capacity, right. and you know, obviously where she got some of her fucking knowledge and info for what she fucking used with her kid later on, right? But Man, if she had started just killing kids in the oh, hospital yeah. or whatever. Well, I mean, we could do, you know, Jane Topin would yeah, exactly. be a great example exactly. of that. Exactly. And yeah. that's one almost that made the cut, but she wasn't, the, you know, the whole mom killing the kid yeah. thing. But along these we lines. We will do her. Though. We will. Yeah, yeah, it's a good case. So anyway, Dee Dee gets pregnant at 24 years old by Rod Blanchard, who was only 17. He's uh, might have inspired the, the winger song. Um, that was a fun one to do karaoke. Oh, I don't yeah. remember which episode it was, but it's so ridiculous. Uh, they decided on the name Gypsy Rose. I thought this was funny because Dee Dee liked the name Gypsy, and Rod was a fan of Guns and Roses. Fucking so right, there you dude. go. Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> Very white trash of them to do that. But anyway, that's so um, I thought too. You know, he could have been into a band named Whore. Because there is one. Yeah. And she would have been Gypsy Whore. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's better. Guns and Roses, right. you know, better than Gypsy Whore. whore gypsy right? Anal Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anal's the middle name. Like, I don't Anal's like my middle name. Like, in the interview, the fucking detective was tell, at, like asking her to spell her name or whatever. And she said her middle initial was A, though. Huh. She like spelled out Gypsy Rose and then said her middle was initial it anal? was A. So, but she might have a Gypsy Rose. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. That's true. Two middle. I'm gonna fucking. I don't understand this. I'm getting a little ahead, but like whenever she was on her Facebook and shit, like you guess like the messages. Right. Her name was D Gypsy. Yeah. Like yeah. She had like five different Facebooks. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah she had all sorts of. Them I was just on. so confused. I was like, did her mom like control that? And you know, yeah, I don't think so. I think or... she was trying to dodge her mom because her mom was trying to shut her down. Uh, yeah. So anyway, she's Gypsy Rose is born July of 1991. Now, Dee Dee and Rod were married for a very short spell. Rod got smart. He got the fuck out because she's fucking nuts. And, uh, you know, Dee Dee's trying to get him to come back, but he doesn't want any part of it. And so she moves with Gypsy Rose to her parents' house. So sounds, Joey, like uh, Rod, you know, realized pretty early on that something wasn't quite right with old Dee Dee. Yeah, I mean, you see you see some interviews with him and him talking and he actually seems like a pretty level-headed dude. And he does. He, he got really her does. knocked up when he was 17. So right. that's tough. And she was full on manipulative. Right. So, I mean, in this case, 
I don't know. I'm not trying to say like he shouldn't have been there more for his daughter, but it, like staying away from that woman was definitely probably a smart idea on his part. Yeah, because he winds up getting married, and we're getting ahead right. of it. But yeah, yeah. It, I agree though. He does see, come off as a very genuine type of dude. So yes, I do believe that he figured that she was not fucking worth being with, and right, DD. I'm saying like right, she was not. Yeah, a, he didn't want to leave the kid because, as far as I could tell, he paid child support. Yeah. Oh yeah, paid her good child yeah. support. Uh, like twelve hundred a month or something like that, and that's back in the, and then you know that's yeah. pretty steep child support. Um, you know the wife that he his new wife seemed very supportive of oh, yeah. wanting her to be in their lives, um, but Dee Dee was shitty, you know, about letting him see her, and she would always, you know, make excuses or they'd be on these different trips and medical stuff, and it was just difficult for him. He wasn't living in that town, so it was a long distance thing. Um, now, when the baby's only a few months old, Dee Dee is convinced that she has sleep apnea. So this is what starts the ball rolling. Oh, this is the beginning. Yeah. And she takes her to the emergency room constantly. Could you imagine being like a nurse or a doctor? Like you're here again? For fuck's sake, this crazy bitch. Yeah. Um, the hospital kept her on an overnight monitor, but was unable to find any problems. But Dee Dee continues to believe that Gypsy Rose has all sorts of things wrong with her. And she said it was due to a chromosomal chromosomal disorder and that she had muscular dystrophy and made the child walk with a walker. Yeah, before she got put. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I mean, really this. sad to make a kid think this and make her do this stuff. Um, Dee Dee also lied to Gypsy Rose about her real age, making her think she was younger than she was, they which... Were, they said she had, like, fucking three different birthdays. Yeah. So trying to configure which one was right. right. Yeah, she starts figuring out something's yeah. not right here. Um, now, Gypsy Rose was involved in an accident on her grandfather's motorcycle when she was seven, and Dee Dee said the doctors required her to use a wheelchair, even though she just suffered minor scrapes. Right, it wasn't like a terrible motorcycle. No, it was a just... little scrape up, yeah. you know. Nothing At bad. seven, no fucking motorcycle. That's pretty right? fucked That's, up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not not fun. Um, she was taking uh, Gypsy Rose to Special Olympic events in 1991, and then lies about her age. So she's getting these honorary queen <laughs> titles of these children That's parades so in New Orleans and all over the fucking news. It's a feel good story, you know. Mom's trying to help her help special kid, needs kid. There's I mean, nothing wrong with the kid. Not though. at all, of course. I mean, you see what she's doing already. She's doing this shit like being deceptive and lying and fucking cheating. And so, man, when her kid fell on that motorcycle, was she like cha-ching? Yeah, I'm sure. Instantly, like that's what I that's was what waiting I for. That's right. all I needed. Something legit. Thanks, Blame Dad. it on the God motorcycle. Damn. Yeah, here's fifty bucks. Yeah, <laughs> um, she was kept home after uh, second grade to be homeschooled. How far did you make it in school? Second grade. I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right. Since Dee Dee was also, you know, says she was ill, and that was just the best way to do yeah. it. So now the kid yeah, is that was so, removed from her peers, you know, and yeah. everybody else. Nobody can see how just she her really and her mom. is. And she's not, not, without Dee Dee around, she would be able to do other things. Right, because so she's, she's like, not dumb, yeah. you know, at all. Um, and Chris, it's such a sad story. She learned how to read, I saw, with reading Harry Potter on her own. And to put a kid through this, I mean, this is so fucked up. Yeah, it's not... I mean, we've talked about this with other like parents that do shit to their kids. That being a parent, like the thought of it is just like it's I, awful. I, I, like 
I make my kids do some shit they don't want to do, but nothing like that. No. Like, I know you yeah. don't want to go clean that shit up, but you made the mess, goddammit. Right. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah, this is so far beyond anything like that. That's what makes this yeah, so disturbing. She, she's definitely fucked up, man. Yeah. So Gypsy's dad, Rod Blanchard, he gets remarried, as we said. Uh, Dee Dee's father also remarries, uh, and Dee Dee and Gypsy Rose move in with them. They claim that Dee Dee was poisoning her new stepmother. So here we go again with this crazy bitch with Roundup Weed Killer in the food, uh, which leads to obviously some health issues. Uh, Dee Dee was getting in trouble with the cops. She's writing bad checks. Her father confronts her about the way she's raising Gypsy Rose with all these fucking ailments. Yeah, because he's like, there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah, and he's doubting that this is... Which anybody that's rational living in that household would obviously draw that same conclusion. And he's calling her out on it. And so uh, she moves out with Gypsy Rose and her stepmother's health immediately improves yeah. how convenient that is that that. <laughs> so yeah Dee, Dee moves out takes the fucking roundup with her and everything's <laughs> fine uh so Dee, Dee and gypsy rose move into public housing in slidell louisiana and live off the child support from rod and other donations here we go with that monetary gain yep. that people are giving her to support all these medical issues Meanwhile, she's on public housing, so she's probably getting the medical for free on like a public aid system, I'm assuming. Um, But nonetheless, she's getting money donated to her, and they're doing pretty well with this whole fucking ruse. Um, She's claiming the child has hearing issues, eye problems, and just keeps adding to the list. And I mean, a test for uh, muscular dystrophy showed no signs of the disease, but Dee Dee is persistent and really like, no, is very good at talking to it. these doctors, man. Yeah, uh, I heard or saw something somewhere, though, that like sometimes people come in and say, yeah, this doctor said maybe that they might have this. If they just say it, it'll be on there and it's still on part of the permanent record. It right. might, might not have got tested for, but if they got said that oh. the doctor writes it down, it's still in the record. Yeah. Right. She was very shrewd in how she right. fucking did all this shit. Yeah, got yeah. him to say things so they would document and what her, she was claiming. Doctors. She was like, Oh yeah. You didn't say Changing. Her. Yeah. I'm going to go over this. Of course part. she's doc shopping at big yeah. time. Now, Joey, when Hurricane Katrina swept through in August of 2005, uh, Dee Dee claimed that all of Gypsy Rose's records were destroyed. How convenient. Do you believe any of that? I mean, I don't know if I necessarily <clears throat> believe it because, I, I mean, she had. But to obviously, have, a lot of shit, I'm sure, got wiped exactly. out. Exactly. She had to have kept a lot of it, I would have thought. But the only reason why i believe that 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 might be somewhat truthful if not mostly truthful is because that was 2005 that's not that long ago like records were put on computers and databases right. and they could be easily located if somebody wanted to see them right i've never i i've just never read anything or seen anything personally that showed that anybody got to go back and actually check out her old records right but there were people that figured shit out in the medical field well that one doctor we'll talk about it right he figures it out yeah but i don't know if anything was ever presented like okay here's her actual uh oh. birth certificate right. or measles shots or whatever 
whatever it may be. Yeah, it's uh, very possible it did get wiped out. Because you would think the county would have that if they had them. Now, based on her fucking statement, I would think she's lying because I think she lies about everything. But that I can see the possibility that maybe that one was correct. I agree, dude. Um, So they pack up and move to Missouri, settling at first in Aurora, where they rent a house. And she's continuing to spread these lies about Gypsy Rose all these medical problems just continues on with this whole gimmick and totally eat good the fact at it that too. they're fucking hurricane survivors totally yeah. Oh, yeah. everything yeah. fell yeah. in place for yeah. her to do this it's like yeah yeah everything's working out That's right disabled daughter a hurricane survivor cry i mean who wouldn't want to help somebody like that right uh, in 2008, Habitat Humanity does just that, buys them or builds them a nice new house yeah. with a handicap like, ramp, a hot tub. Pretty oh, nice. Yeah. Like pretty just nice. talking, like hearing uh, Gypsy talk about the house in the interview. Yeah. Afterwards, like, pretty sweet. I want to live in that fucking house. Dude. I know. Shit. And it's in Springfield, Missouri on the outskirts. And all these, like I said, I lived in Springfield. That's not a oh, shitty it's not place. A bad, no, it's not at all. There's we drove through nice there with places. those 12 shows. Yeah. yeah. So for them to have got a place in a nice area of that. Yeah. Like, Good-sized city, too. I yeah. mean, it's like a Peoria or something like that. All they these got damn hooked the fuck up. Illinois yeah. names in Missouri is freaking me out. I know. Missouri, that's what's throwing me off, too. Wait, what? Uh, the fact that they were from Katrina, like we said, you know, and all these medical issues just makes them a local news sensation. Uh, public reaction, of course, and support. And, you know, people, I think, by nature, are more sympathetic uh, or are sympathetic, especially when you've got a single mom with a disabled daughter and a hurricane survivor. I mean, my God. Uh, but she plays this shit like a fucking fiddle. Um, and, you know. She might play it like a heavy metal flute. She might. <laughs> she might. That's next week, Joey. I know. It's so close. I can't even wait. Yeah, I was actually going to start prepping for it today. <laughs> yeah. But I got busy and I couldn't. But I was like, I was I'm that fired up to fucking right. do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, back to uh, Springfield, Missouri. Uh, but, you know, those who prey upon that sympathy and do it, you know, are just the worst of the worst. And Chris, you know, we mentioned it already, but this does have a lot of similarities to the Susan Smith story where she deceives the public through the media to get the sympathy yeah but this like is way different to me because yeah. this like went on for like two fucking decades that's true like I, forever and it was involving like lots of money and uh, trips yeah, and, and not just trying and- to hi- i mean and i don't want to make it sound like it's a simple thing but not trying to hide the fact that you killed your kid but you're doing this like I said, for two decades, right. convincing the world that your right. child is fucked up. Not it, to mention permanently fucking this kid up. Because yeah, a lot of like this stuff she does real. like fucks her up mentally as well as physically, which is which yeah. is just downright. You, you know awful. what else is super fucked up thinking about too is how much of this bullshit that Dee Dee believe in her own mind too. Right. She right. she believed the lies. Yeah. yeah, she lies so much that like Jeffrey Lunger and they said, you know what I'm saying? You start lie so much you start it. believing your own shit. And right. They also showed like, you know, I only saw a couple snippets about it, but Dee Dee's actual mom that they said she was like that too. Oh wow! Like kind of fucking deceitful. Wow! Yeah, like I said, they only showed her a couple times. But interesting, interesting. They're getting free trips to Disney World. Stays at the Ronald McDonald House. Backstage passes. They're getting fucking front pushed right to the front of the line. Of course, of course. Fed like kings. They're backstage at concerts. Make a wish is hooking them up. 
So this I mean, this is just children that really need this right. Shit all too. the kids that aren't getting it because these fucking shysters or the mother, the daughter was just an unfortunate, you know, participant. When we went to the fucking uh, airport to go to Tampa, <laughs> yeah. we go we go up to go to TSA, and yeah. all of a sudden, like we're like right there, ready to go up to the fucking detectors, and all of a sudden, there's like a fucking train, like a caravan, like oh. a dozen wheelchair people. You know what I'm like saying? All oh, wow. And so, like, we have to wait. You know what I'm saying? And they go through, right. and then we're getting up there by the fucking uh, by the uh, uh, X-ray thing. I'm like, hey, Chris, watch this. Every one of them motherfuckers got, got up, up out, out of their, their fucking, fucking wheelchair. Walked, wow. like, like, like Ray. Dude, yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> trailer what? Park yeah, tra- yeah. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> That's fucked up. But, like, you, you ain't know, Gypsy Rose Blanchard and me, motherfuckers. I know you're fucking bullshit. Yeah. So, uh, so these people are getting hooked up. Um, and, you know, I think, Joey, it's fucked up because, you know, she is getting 1200 bucks in child support and yeah. she's telling neighbors and friends that he's a drug addict and a piece of shit yeah, like, really? dead beat dead shit. yeah like, i mean he tried multiple like, times to visit right and she, she fucked Didi it up. would not let him and shit yeah, yeah change the plans and she's i remember when she turned 18 he was gonna call her and yeah. wish her happy birthday she yep. said, don't tell her she's 18 and Fucked up, man. It, I mean, it, it was fucked up. Like she's getting twelve hundred dollars from this guy who's fucking do everything he can just to fucking be in his daughter's life. She's getting the fucking public aid. She's getting fucking donation shit coming right. in from everywhere. Free trips. It's like holy it's like fuck, helicopter rides and shit. And yeah. you were just getting fatter the whole fucking time. Like, how is nobody fucking putting <laughs> right? putting this together? Like, some's I'm, not quite right. I mean, she was having like multiple surgeries. I'm like baffled yeah. of how do these doctors? Yeah. Not realize right. that they're operating for. I mean, what the fuck? And that's. The, I mean, that will. By the time we're done with this, and twenty years from now, that will remain the most baffling mystery of this to me. Yeah. Is how she was able to go into these places and be like, "This needs to be done because she's so sick." But right, and none of them are like. Uh, I'm going to fucking put a halt to this and call DCFS because <laughs> right? something's fucking... Yeah, I'm running the blood work here, and this doesn't add up. It's right. so crazy. She, and she did this, like Chris said, for decades. Yeah. And, and you know what I'm saying? And the guy's, like, trying to be fucking decent, and they were saying how, like... Or he was saying, I think, whenever they were talking later, how he was, like, all he could think of was, like, she's telling fucking the daughter all this shit about how fucking much of a piece of shit he is and everything else and then turn around the next day and be like all right there's your dad go say hi to him right. and everything like that and the daughter's just like what the hell is going on right right it's so fucking crazy. it is it's awful now gypsy is very short for her age and barely has any teeth which seem to fit all these medical issues that Dee Dee is claiming yeah um she also had very high squeaky voice that made her sound like you know the whole Mickey Mouse thing. Yeah, I mean, like big even, time. Like even after she got caught in there, like when you hear the, yeah, she sounds like that a age. It's like five year old girl like, talking. Yeah, it's my, weird. My fucking eleven year old has a deeper fucking. Voice yeah, it's really creepy, um, and it's sad. Um, she's uh, Dee Dee is shaving her head to make her look like a chemo she's patient. Supposed to have leukemia. Yeah, and, and then D- and Gypsy had asked her, "Can I let it grow out?" And she's like, "No, it's just gonna fall out." Yeah, anyway. and that's what she's, she's giving like, her oh, the we'll wigs. Keep it short yeah, and yeah. nice. Wear right. the wigs, you know, make the, it look more obvious yeah. that there's something wrong. And then you fucking see her later on, like in jail, when she's talking. She's got her hair her all. She's right. so stoked on her hair, right? right? Yeah. For sure, it's all done up and shit. Uh, when they left the house, they took oxygen tanks and feeding tubes. So I mean, they were definitely playing this thing up. Or again. 
I, I keep stressing, it's the mother. This girl is a little girl. I yeah. mean, she can't really do anything. Obviously, as she gets older, she starts figuring this stuff right. out. But at this age, this is all on the mother. I don't mean to you know lump her in with them deceiving people because no, no, she was deceiving them, but she was doing she it no at the idea. direction She's of her mom, her mom telling like, her to do it. I got to do what mom says. Because later she says she was able to walk around in the house. It was only when people were over there yeah. that she made her get in the wheelchair, which is obvious because, you know, as the doctor said, she was her muscles were too defined for yeah, somebody confined to a wheelchair. You How know? the fuck, though? I mean, th- this always fucking makes me a question, too. It's like Gypsy Rose, like, you know you can walk. Right. Why you're do- doing this shit, too. Right. You're fucking going through. You're going through these lines at Disney World, and you know you can fucking walk. Yeah. Is it because you really do believe that you're sick because your mom's told you this? Or because you're like, man, we're fucking getting over on this shit. I know. It's really hard I, to, you know, you hate to throw the blame I, at I her. But yeah. at what point I know. does a normal person, and I know she's not normal because of the yeah. psychological bullshit she was dealing right. with. But even that, I can't imagine, Yeah, like you just said, she right. didn't have some observance of when I sit in this chair and yeah. act like this. We are going to Disneyland. Yeah. And I'm pretty cool with that. You know, I don't know. At what age does that yeah. become a thing? Well, like, I don't like know. Like the diseases and all that, you can believe that. But there's other things. Like, that yeah, I the just, walking thing. thing like yeah. That. You know but, you can walk across that, the room. Like, when they were alone, her mom would, like, beat her and shit for yeah. not yes. listening. And, yeah. And, only when they were alone, though. Right. Yeah, and when she was with her with somebody else, she had to hold her hand, and she would squeeze it yeah. if yeah, she, she was, was talking about something wrong. she shouldn't yeah. do. Yeah. Like, and she was that's like, fucked up. She knew that she had to fucking change. Yeah, like, her so that's just fucked up. Um, and so she was being fed Pediasure well into her 20s through a feeding tube, which is fucking horrible. Yeah. And Chris, what amazes me is, like we said, all these doctors, and I mean, how does that even happen? With medical records missing, you got to think they're not just going to assume that she's fucking telling them the truth. I, I can't explain it, dude. It makes yeah. no fucking sense. I'm baffled. They're, these guys are doctors. They know this shit. Right. Like and like said. insurance companies, too. Like they would be like, wait a second. Yeah. You're having open. I don't remember all the surgeries she had, but whatever. Yeah. Significant surgeries right. with no data that's backing up the claim other than what's this woman right. who's got to like, be perceived as a little like fucking kooky. That not one of them throughout all this time ever called, found anything called the cops called like he said child protective services right. whatever dude like what yeah the fuck? i don't understand that and you would think maybe part of it is the legal side of it like if they felt that she would sue them if she didn't help if they didn't help her i don't know i mean it's it as joey pointed out i think all three of us are in agreement here this is a a huge missing hole shit. in this story of how did that happen were these yeah. doctors more than willing to get paid the amount of money they yeah. get paid to do some operation that may or may not be necessary. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fucked up. Super baffling. It is. Um, so DD is using uh, physical abuse, as we said. Um, and in private, you know, she's just absolutely brutal hitting her with fucking coat hangers to make her listen. Um, she also, I saw, made her drool excessively by putting on a topical anesthetic to her gums before her doctor visits. And then her saliva glands uh, were treated with Botox to control the drooling. So it's like... You caused this. Yeah, it's like, you stupid bitch. Yeah. And at some point, 
she had some of her saliva glands removed to treat the condition, which is well, you got dry mouth the and rest this of your is, life. This is, again, back to what we're saying. How is this doctor, who's a fucking professional who went to school for this shit, that <laughs> right? does this shit for a living, not look at her not. and be like, oh, wait, that's this isn't what you think right. it is. I'm not going to operate on your fucking daughter's fucking... You gave her tooth knowing whatever that shit's called. Yeah. Fucking right. tooth like, they're like, oh, no, great. Oh, you're going to pay us? Cool. We're going to rip these motherfuckers right yeah. out. How many, I don't know. She's probably that's got stock up. in Origel or something. Yeah. <laughs> so... The removal of some of her uh, salivary glands and the anti-seizure medication uh, that she was taking is why Gypsy Rose had lost most of her teeth. So, again, she's causing this shit to happen to her daughter. Um, She she looks exactly like she needs her to look. Yes. It's fucked up. We said, like, the one doctor noticed the muscle definition in the legs and was like, you're obviously using them. They're not fucking, you know, diminished. However, all other appearances to anybody who just sees her neighbors and everything else, that looks like a very sick little girl. Right. It It does, man. She's having tubes in her ears. The amount of medication they show that she was taking is unfucking believable. Probably 30 or 40 different pills. Um, Joey, finally, though, a doctor begins to figure this out. Dr. Flasterstein, a pediatric neurologist, begins to check with the doctors who treated her in Louisiana, and that's when they figure that Dee Dee is not telling them the truth. So finally, finally. uh, Somebody to do with the muscular, uh, or the multiple sclerosis test, I believe. Yeah. That one they were able to track, and were like, well, we did test her for yeah, that she doesn't it, have it was negative so right there that's like okay so you were already fucking you've been tested for that and it was fucking it, negative then that's not something that just fucking pops up right plus if you've already fucking been worried enough to bring her to somewhere to try to get her diagnosed for it and now you're back here fucking talking about it that's super red flags right yeah for sure um so yeah i, I mean was always wondering, like, when I was checking out all that medication, though, how was she actually taking all that? Because how did she not, like, overdose? Like, oh, I don't shit? know. Like, taking I don't know, all man. that medicine all the time. That's yeah, probably she why she was all. so fucked up. Yeah, you know? had to fuck her fucking system. Oh, my right. God. Um, he also realizes that Dr. Uh, Flasterstein, he realizes, again, with the leg definition, she wouldn't have been in a wheelchair all the time. Right. So they figure out that something's going on here. He does. Later, though, Gypsy Rose would tell the police she knew she could walk, uh, but her mom made her sit in the wheelchair in public. So now he's the first one to suggest that Dee Dee suffered from the Munchausen syndrome by proxy. So he's like, okay, we're not going back to see him anymore. Yeah. So that's what she does. She doesn't go back. Unfortunately, I mean, that's what sucks about this story is this guy figured it out, but he doesn't report it to social services. You know what? Is is that part of the fucking hep oath, though? I don't know, dude. Maybe he can't disclose that, but in a case of abuse or something, I thought, you know. I think you can. I can't imagine he wouldn't. But he said that he was told by other doctors to treat DD with, quote, golden gloves. Yeah. So I think they realized she was a loose cannon and certainly would be lawsuit happy. Yeah. And he doubted that social services would believe him. They so it's fucked up. Talking to the dudes down in Louisiana, they were probably like, oh, you got that bitch now? Yeah, Woo. thank God. You're <laughs> in for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, good luck, buddy. Treat her with golden gloves. 
Um, I still think he should have reported it, especially yeah. after finding the MS results yeah. were negative. That's awful. Uh, but Didi still acted like Gypsy Rose had it and confided the ch- kid to a wheelchair. So, it's unbelievable. Like the doctors don't know nothing. The Apparently doctors are not. the devil. Yeah, I mean, Chris, I mean, don't you think he should have reported yeah, that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, he should have reported that shit. If he was worried about getting sued, it would have went to court and they would have had multiple doctors doing tests on her and been like, no, there's nothing wrong with yeah, her. Yeah, you would hope. I doing. mean, that's what you'd think. But these guys, you know, they get nervous. You know, their malpractice insurance is incredibly expensive. Um, you start getting claims on it. It just keeps you know, right. going up. Uh, Dee Dee has a fake birth certificate or a few, as, as you pointed yeah. out, Joey, for Gypsy Rose, showing her at age 15 so she could continue to get benefits, food stamps, and other welfare for the child. So, again, she knows the system. She's playing it out. Uh, starting in 2001, Gypsy Rose had been going to a science fiction and fantasy convention, sometimes in costume, so she can blend in with the other kids. Um, in 2011, her mother found her in a hotel room with a dude she met online and arranged to meet up at the convention. So She was so stoked on that. She was. <laughs> uh, DDB leaves uh, Gypsy Rose was trying to escape. <laughs> you stuck now. No shit. <laughs> and apparently that wasn't the first time she had tried to get away. So she's starting to figure this shit out. I remember of what happened in Misery. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Yeesh, hobbled. Get yeah, hobbled. that's fucking brutal. <laughs> uh, when they get home, Dee Dee smashed her computer with a hammer and threatened to do the same to her fingers if yeah, she dude. tried to get away again. You can't type without a computer. That's and right. You can't type without fingers. <laughs> Break so your fingers. Fuck you <laughs> with this hammer. Um, she also kept Gypsy Rose handcuffed to her bed for two weeks to avoid her running away. Uh, she told Gypsy Rose that papers were filed with the police to show she was mentally incompetent so that she thought if she escaped, cops are going to just arrest her and not take, believe her. Take her back to her mom and be like, hey, we found her. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, Joey, this is some very devious shit. Dee Dee is definitely doing her best to prolong the gravy train of benefits and housing and, of course, that celebrity daughter that she yeah. all invented herself. Yeah, I mean, she fucking, that's exactly right. She invented this whole situation. Right. But unfortunately, there was a fucking thousands upon thousands of people in some important positions and everything else that were believing what's going on were fucking doing what they could to help this child and her mother. Right. And for just straight up bullshit. Yeah. I, I can't, if you put together all the trip, everything else that she did, I mean, she was like, when she on Dr. Phil or. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely on Dr. Yeah. Phil. And it's like, it, man, the money that she extorted from everybody. It's awful, man. Had to have been upwards thousands, of thousands. million. Maybe. And that's, I, that's possible. What I think. As yeah. long as it went on. Yeah. Uh, 2012, Gypsy Rose would meet her Prince Charming, Nicholas <laughs> Godajan. She what talked a very about that thing. shit all the time, like the fairy tale stuff. Yeah. Fucking... Yeah. Very, very weird. Online, she claims on a Christian dating site. That's where they met. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, all That's right. It's crazy. Because that motherfucker was weird as shit. He was weird, man. It's <laughs> just his name, Godajan, was yeah. his last name. Um, they were the same age, approximately. He's from Wisconsin. He's got a lot of issues, though. He's got a little criminal record for indecent exposure. He's got autism. He's got mental illness. 
and dissociative identity disorder. Yeah. Just the kind of man she Hell needs yeah. in her life. So and okay, they were about the same age. But she Mentally. thought she was younger then. Oh, right. that's true. So he was like, oh, I'm hitting on this 15-year-old. In his head, yeah. if you think about it. Yeah, that's he, fucked he, up. he yeah. wasn't thinking they were the same age. That's thought, true. That's that's true. Yeah. Uh, 2014, Gypsy confides in a neighbor that her and Nicholas were going to elope and get married. <laughs> the two were flirting online and talking about fucking BDSM stuff. <laughs> Were they were the neighbors like freaked out because they thought she was younger too? So they thought that yeah. he was like a pre- online predator yeah, right, or whatever. Right. They're like freaking out. Well, I'm especially like, if you heard her talk, yeah. you right. would think she was like really young. And know? which, you know, basically he was thinking he was an online it, it, predator. Yeah, like, like he, he just, just fucking at, he was getting fucking Chris Hansen didn't even yeah, know. walking didn't around even know walking into Chris the dining Hansen room. Yeah. Oh god! Oh, actually, I'm a nineteen year old. Well, god damn it! <laughs> Son of a bitch! We're, we're done. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I'm out of here. <laughs> um, she had five Facebook accounts. She was using to hide what she was doing from her mom. Uh, Dee Dee did her best to keep Gypsy Rose off the internet, smashing her phone and tablet repeatedly. <laughs> wow. Obviously, fucking buying her new, or I don't know, they're probably getting them given to him by fucking I'm Walmart sure or something. I guarantee they were. <laughs> Gypsy Rose arranges for Nicholas to come to Springfield to meet the mom. Yeah, they went to go see a movie. Yeah, <laughs> and then they had sex in the bathroom were, at the movie met, theater. And he never met the mom. And never met the mom. They just went and fucking banged in the bathroom at the movie theater, seeing classy. Cinderella. Classy, classy. <laughs> So, Chris, these two are like a head-on collision waiting to happen, but shit is about to get fucked up here. Yeah, because uh, he comes back, and that's when they've they've been talking, figuring out what they're going to do. Right. And getting rid, Dee Dee, shit. getting rid of Dee Dee is about the best way to do it. So yeah. They, he, they plot to kill her. Yeah, this is where things get. I mean, we've been joking and stuff, but this is when this shit gets really dark. 2015. Nicholas returns to Springfield while Gypsy Rose and her mother are away for a medical appointment. That she didn't need. Right. (laughs) Uh, He shows up at the house after Dee Dee was in bed and Gypsy Rose let him in the house um, and gave him a a duct tape, a knife, and gloves to murder the mom. So they had this all worked out. Yeah. Uh, She hid in the bathroom and covered her ears so she wouldn't hear her mother screaming. That's fucked up. Which he... He told her, he fucking texted her before he fucking did it. He was like, get to the bathroom now. And I don't remember exactly what he said, but yeah. like that was the part of their whole plan was she went in there. Yeah. Probably so that she wouldn't fucking try to stop it at the last minute or something right. like that. That's what I thought. Probably. Probably. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he fucking, you know, stabs her 17 times in the back. Um, after he was done, they went Dude, into in the Gypsy's bedroom. He stabbed her four times too. Did you notice that in the interview? Oh yeah, that's with, right. With the female detective. Yeah, it was like four times. Right. And <laughs> a little off on the math there, buddy. Uh, and then they went into Gypsy's bedroom and had sex, which is just fucked up. After you, he just He's killed like, your mother in the room seventeen like, times in the net. <laughs> what if she? What if he only stabbed her four and she stabbed him thirteen? Right. And really, she was that? in on it. Yeah. Who knows. That's what's they, fucked they up. They asked Nicholas, too, what she was doing in the bathroom. He's like, she was shaving her private part and her yeah. legs for me. And like, 
All right. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't he claim later that he had thought about possibly raping the mother? Well, he wanted to. He wanted to rape the mom, and then Gypsy was like, I'm going to let you rape me instead of raping her. He, she didn't want that to happen. Oh, okay. So they fucking did some kind of, I don't remember what the role player or whatever they did was, and he basically like raped her. And she said fuck? in the interview that even at that time what they did together she fucking wasn't into it at all so she did consider it a rape wow i don't know i i don't know how much of the shit she tries to push yeah. off on this dude brought up a liar knowing how to manipulate yeah. right. she seemed to be to so fucking, fucking involved with what him and her were talking about all the time and then those fucking the videos later of them in the hotel afterwards yeah like, those are fucking damning to me but right. i don't know yeah, there's a lot of evidence against her. Yeah, I mean, they are just fucking partying. Fucking yeah, and having just, a good time. She disregard. is stoking on the and shit. she buy the knife, too, that, that he fucking I believe killed so, him? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and he mailed it to himself. Mailed it yeah. to himself <laughs> back to Wisconsin. <laughs> that was fucking ridiculous. And they told the fucking the mom and stepdad that, and they're like, huh? They're like, that was the knife that they killed the fucking yeah. mom with. That's <laughs> fucked up. And, and you know, this, uh, what it... I don't fuck. I'm not trying to say. I, I know I fucking always try to look at the other side of things, which makes me look like an asshole sometimes. I'm not trying to put nothing off on Gypsy Rose. She did her time for it and she admitted it and everything like that. I just try to. Uh, I I have a hard time not believing she wasn't more involved. I right. And, I, and I, another I case totally that agree. I fucking, especially at this point. Yeah, and another case I associate it with where I can't get it off my mind is Carla Homoka. Right. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, yeah. You went through some bullshit with this dude, but God, it sure seems to me right. like you were. You totally were a part in to it a little more a little bit more than you're letting on and i mean if it's a possibility that he might have fucking stumbled up john did and said yeah i only stabbed her four times because that's all he really did right man was was maybe she involved a little more right it's It's very possible these are questions that are fucking still up there right uh they did take four thousand in cash that dd had in the house from cashing those monthly child support checks which obviously only fucking uh, Gypsy could have known where that money was. It's not True. like he fucking... Yeah, he ain't right. gonna know where the fuck it's right. at. Uh, they went to get a hotel room outside of Springfield, living it up, stayed there for a few days, a partying, uh, <laughs> planted their next move. Um, uh, they have a, a multiple video camera sightings of them in stores um, at the bus station where they bought the ticket to go to Wisconsin. And as you said, mailed the knife to his house in Wisconsin <laughs> like, instead of throwing it like in the woods somewhere yeah, like, like, or burying it in a cornfield. He yeah. mails it to himself, it so to that's and, fucked and, up. I mean, I don't know like how he mailed it or whatnot, but I saw the package that <laughs> came in. They showed a picture or whatever. Right. And it just looked like they threw it in a fucking padded envelope and mailed it. And that doesn't, like, set anything off. Right. Can you just do that? Yeah, you could feel it. Like, this is a fucking knife. Like, what the fuck? It's all covered in blood. Yeah. Like, it's dripping. Yeah, yeah. There's, like, blood dripping out yeah. of the package and shit. Yeah, that's fucked up. So it's fucking awful, man. Um and, you know, there's people that, you know, that obviously noticed who they were, Joey. And, you know, she's a celebrity, so yeah. people know who she is. And it doesn't take the cops too long to figure this out. She's posted some shit on Facebook <laughs> about shit. the bitch is dead or something like that. And she say something yeah, to and, that effect. And you got Okay, so whenever this all fucking occurred, too... Uh, all they know about Gypsy Rose is that she's missing and dis- for a and, second. And for, right. Di- yeah. They, they until, just know until this, this disabled young girl. Yeah. Until like the Facebook shit starts popping up. But uh, 
All they know is that the mom's fucking stabbed to death in the bed and the disabled girl's gone. So all of a sudden, at 3.32 p.m., the day (laughs) after this happens, uh, from Gypsy Blanchard's fucking Facebook page, she just posts, that bitch is dead. And so you get a couple people comment, what is going on? What, did your Facebook get hacked? I never heard you talk like that. I was like, holy shit. I bet she did. That's what this one girl said. And then this one said, sounds like y'all are watching a movie. But then she gets back on there, and I think fucking. I think Nicholas was fucking making the post. Yeah, I think Nicholas probably fucking did this. But he said, I fucking slashed that fat pig and raped her sweet, innocent daughter. Her scream was so fucking loud, LOL. Fucked up. Yeah, yeah, and that's how these people saw this was they right. see this fucking Facebook post, so then they're like, Holy shit, what's going on with Dee Dee? So they go to the house, find her find fucking her dead. dead. Right. Or sa- fucking I can't go- remember if somebody and- found her. Well, the friends called the Blanchards uh and or the friends of the Blanchards called the police because okay. they saw Dee Dee's car in the driveway and, and wasn't no his last name Blanchard too, just spelled different? I think it was. Who? The one neighbor or whatever. I think oh, their last oh, name was Blanchard, sure. too, but it was oh, just spelled different. That's weird. Uh, the police get a search warrant. They go inside. They find Dee Dee's body and Gypsy Rose's wheelchair, all her medical stuff. So if she's yeah, really sick, like they all believe, wheelchair, her CPAP, they're freaking out shit. like somebody abducted her and she doesn't have the stuff she needs, you know? So at first, you know, that's a real issue, of course, and it's urgent. So what do they do? They set up a GoFundMe to pay for Dee Dee's funeral expenses and possibly, you know, if Gypsy Rose is not found alive. So they've got money for her as well. So pretty fucked up. Again, you know, appealing to the natural uh, nature of most people that want to help, you know, and, and, and playing on that in the media. And, you know, can imagine how much money a GoFundMe would have generated something with this like story. That. I'm curious. I bet you can find out how much that actually probably, got to. Probably, probably. Now, the neighbor uh, who Gypsy Rose confided in about the uh, relationship, she goes to the police, and they're able to trace the IP address of the Facebook post to a town in Wisconsin where Nicholas John lived with his parents. Yeah. So the Wisconsin police show up there the following day. They do a raid. I'm sure that was special. Uh, Nicholas and Gypsy Rose go without incident. They're both charged with murder and extradited back to Missouri on a million-dollar bond. So, Chris, with the mental capacity of these two, it's no surprise they were just dead in the water here getting caught. I mean, especially... Didn't take much. No, it didn't take much. I mean, they're out and about. I mean... She had like a wig on a couple of places. She was used to wearing wigs, but right. they're definitely moving around and doing shit they shouldn't do. Not thinking about, hey, we should be hiding out and doing right. something. Or they're going away, yeah, like getting out of, here. out of yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, that was just really stupid. They should have gone to like Canada or something and tried to fucking lay low. Uh, friends and family were relieved, though, that Gypsy Rose was safe, but obviously shocked to find out the details of what actually happened with the murder of Dee Dee, the mother. Uh, they would really be shocked to find out about the lies that they were told. And this is when this shit starts to come to roost. And these people yeah. all, not only the family, but all the community realizes how the story's unraveling. And, you know, Gypsy Rose is telling the cops about the actual, you know, what was really going on behind closed doors. 
And like we've been saying, just like the case of Susan Smith, you know, the local community is absolutely outraged. Just as they were in unison to support, they turn on a dime once they find out they've been lied to. That's like the fucking stepmom. She was like, the first time she saw her walk, she was just like, what? Yeah, wow. you can walk. All fucking time. Yeah. yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. Um, it's odd how similar to me those two ca- these yeah. two cases are, the Susan Smith case. Like and nobody Blanchard. knew that she could walk for that long. Yeah, isn't like the interviews, like with even the neighbor is like, I never fucking knew. Like, yeah, how the fuck? Well, is and this especially she was so after good they left Louisiana, that's all those people knew was that she was a sick child. That's true. And like the ones from before, she had to fucking start with the walker and fucking ease into it a little. The bit. motorcycle accidents. It, what, it, yeah. yeah, and then she got to move to Springfield or well to Missouri, and it's like okay, fresh start. Now we can really fucking just set this. Yeah, thing, no work. medical records. Yeah, you know, so. Very, very odd, the similarities there. Uh, the prosecutor did not go for the death penalty for Gypsy Rose or Nicholas. Uh, Gypsy Rose would be given a deal, which she accepts for 10 years in prison and the chance for parole in 2024. Coming so she's up getting up there uh, a few years away. So they were tougher on Nicholas, believing that he was the main influence behind the actual murder and planned it out. And due to his IQ of only 82 uh, and his autism, there were delays in the trial because the attorneys are trying to obviously get him the best deal they can. So I get it. You know, you're going to look at his mental capacity and he's obviously got legitimate problems. So I'm thinking in this case, that's probably the most appropriate, you know, thing for him too. Yeah. Uh, His trial begins in 2018. The lawyers try to cast the blame on Gypsy Rose and less of it on their client, which is, of course, you know, what anybody would do. Uh, Joey, it's a four-day trial, ends up with the jury finding him guilty. So, life and sent- life sentence in 2019. Yeah, I mean, you knew basically he was going to get that. He fucking, you watched the interviews, he was, he talked about it. He was fucking very admitting to what he did. Right. Um because he was fucking in love with this girl. Like, he, he really did love her, you know? That's he what did. I think. And, uh, you know, f- you fucking, you look at him and you're like, okay, well, you're also fucking been in trouble before. Right. You're on the internet just being a fucking creeper fucking nonstop. So there's right. all these other elements outside of him and her relationship that definitely fucking played a factor into that. Right. Especially like you said, he thought he was, she was younger than what she really was. Like, yeah. He thought right. That. So, yeah, it's definitely, he's no, he's no altar boy here at all. No. Um, the he's subject, got a sweet beard though. <laughs> <laughs> the subject of autism is going to come up again next week, gentlemen, when we talk about our much anticipated feather thief, Edwin Rist, but a little bit of a different outcome in that story. Yeah. Uh, the community though is outraged. Habitat for Humanity is pissed. Um, you know, obviously they feel, you know, slighted here and they should. Uh, Gypsy Rose appears much healthier. She's eating normally in the joint. So she's uh, actually, you know, f- eating. Um, you know, she said she feels more free in prison yeah. than she did, than with, she her did with her mom. Yeah, they, said, they said, are you happier that you spent this 10 years here? Or if you would have spent 10 more years with your mom, she was like, this is way better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's at a women's prison in Chillicothe, Missouri. Another Illinois. 
Right? That is weird. <laughs> um, Nicholas got life without parole and is at the Post Potassi Correctional Center in Mineral Point, Missouri. I looked him up online with the Missouri Department of Corrections just to see what he was looking like. Yeah. Looking a little rough. Yeah. <laughs> looking like he's getting smacked around a little bit. Um, he's still got the beard, though, Chris. <laughs> and uh, I think he's where he needs to be, but he's a very unstable person. Maybe he's on meds and he's he's better in there, and that's fine. Just keep him in there. So probably would do some stupid shit again if he had the chance to meet so some 14 year old in a hotel room somewhere oh yeah it, it was so fucked up because like when they were doing the interview with him like they brought up the fucking you know raping the the mother they're like <laughs> did you take your penis and put it in her did you put your penis in her mouth did you right? put your penis on her did you and like they were yeah. like adamant on these questions and he was like no 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 he's like no that's necrophilia i'm not into that like he said that so right? i was like oh my god i know that's so <laughs> fucked up now you mentioned the uh, the documentary hbo documentary mommy dead and dearest yep. which was excellent i watched that one there was a dr phil special i did not watch it was on the munchausen syndrome by proxy so she was part of the show right but not the whole show um i did not get a chance to see it Justin did, and he was going to try to get me a link, but he wasn't able to find it. Um, I didn't look. I just didn't have time, but I would like to see it. Uh, there have been other documentaries about the story as well. Definitely a crazy one, I know Hulu, but very sad You know, I know to Hulu see. Hulu did that thing. I didn't get a chance to watch either, but it was called The uh, the Act. Okay, like I think I watched that actual, one too. It's all... It's like, it wasn't a documentary so much. It was actual actors and shit. Oh, like, portraying this story. And maybe I, I didn't saw see it. I saw a thing talking about how there was like fucking so many discrepancies. Right. In that, though. I, I did yeah. see something about. Sometimes those are like that. Though. I did see something about uh, Gypsy actually talking about that. Like she loved the actress that played her part. <laughs> really? But, yeah, she loved that because <laughs> wow. it was in some other movie that yeah. kids that kids were watching or some shit. Interesting. And, but like loved that movie. Or loved her playing her part, but wasn't a big part of, or wasn't a big, big on the movie itself. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So anything to add to this one, guys? Anything about this we didn't touch on? It's a fucked up one. That's yeah. for sure. Um, fucking crazy. Definitely turning the tables this week, though. So her, so Dee Dee's nephew, Bobby Petrie. Okay. Right. He was in the, the mommy dead and dearest. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. The, the skull cap on. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he talked to crime feed and he did another, uh, interview with them, which I was looking at and he was talking about Dee, Dee from whenever they were younger. And he said, yeah, she was into witchcraft when she was younger. Huh. Ma- matter of fact, I was into the evil side of things too. And I think a lot of that came from Dee Dee's influence playing the Ouija board and things like that. Uh, he said, I think she would tell my cousins that if they didn't play the Ouija with her, the devil was going to come and get them. And then he would further elaborate on how Dee, Dee used the occult to push, uh, to push around her family. Like this is while she's growing up right. um, stating how she was real manipulative. And uh, he was like, I didn't care. I played the Ouija board just to play. He, I was drawn to the darkness. That's what he said. Huh. But the whole religious play was also just another way for her to freak people out. Wow. Uh, because she was considered a strange character as a kid too. So Interesting. That was wow. weird. That um, is weird. And one last thing I just want to say, because like I said, I am usually the voice from the other side fucking of the story. <laughs> but I, I want to say, you know, another reason why it's so hard for me to understand some of this and for some people is because 
because before this case ever came out, Dee Dee Blanchard was killed. So you don't know her side of anything. True. So all the bullshit that she was lying about and everything else, she could probably shed even more light about some shit. But unfortunately, she's not alive to tell anything right, either. Right, right. So that's, that's why it makes it so fucking mysterious and yeah. such a good case for us to do. Yeah, that. I think so, dude. I think Thank so. Thank you, Justin Morris. Yes. Uh, I did my research with a variety of sources. We talked about the HBO documentary. Uh, there was a docu-series about it also. Maybe that's the same thing. I've watched so much of this stuff. Right. <laughs> um, there were other documentaries about it. It's a you know relatively recent story, so you know you're gonna have a lot of you know TV interviews and all sorts of stories on the news and all that. Um, it got a lot of attention, and I would expect you know Gypsy Rose, pro- Gypsy Rose, to probably get paroled at some point. But whether yeah. it's 2024, I don't know. I mean, I, it's I very bet possible. She gets. She gets I'm sure parole. she does. Yeah, yeah I, I think does. you're probably right. Now next week, but maybe she doesn't want to be paroled. Like she said. might not. She might enjoy like, it. No, this is fine. Oh, yeah. she's locked up with Alyssa Bustamani. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be, That'd be crazy. Uh, next week, though, guys, we're going to be doing one of the most unique crime stories that spawned from a page a day uh, was <laughs> was just entrancing. We've talked about this for so long. We it's have awesome. It's finally here. It is uh, <laughs> the crazy story of Edwin Rist. The Feather Thief. It's absolutely crazy. Breaks into a museum in London, steals a million (laughs) dollars, a million dollars of rare bird carcasses. Fucking crazy. Like, that's a lot of birds. 299. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so um, he gets them out of there. He starts selling this shit on eBay. And Joey, what is the point of him doing this? Uh, other than that he likes the feathers so he does keep some that's but true. what's the other part of but this? he's trying to make this money so he can uh get his flute shit going yeah because he's a flautist he at is. some like high dollar fucking uh and, school and, in england and not only does he fucking love the flute he loves heavy metal he does because <laughs> so. when you were reading the page a day and it we we're going through the story about yeah. the feathers and it yeah. was just funny yeah and then the last line was he um he moved to Germany and made heavy metal flute videos. Yeah. And we were like, what the hell is a heavy metal flute video? And we just immediately <laughs> go into our phones. That shit fucking killed it. me because we were like Master doing the podcast. And I fucking finished doing the page a day thing. And I think I went on to like, I had another one the same day or whatever. So I was reading this. Like, and, and I'm holding And, and my you're phone. like holding up. You already pulled up the flute videos. I was like, <laughs> yeah. holy shit. I know. The internet age is so awesome. So you guys are going to shit. I mean, this dude turns into a heavy metal flute player from stealing a million dollars of bird feathers. It's fucking crazy. It's the one of the most original stories. I read the book, The Feather Thief. Yeah. It was fantastic. Very well done. I reached out to Edwin himself, the author of the book, and like three of the other people yeah. involved in the bird feather industry. And nobody will respond to me. Yeah. So I tried, but I can't uh, seem to line I, up. I will give a heads up. Uh, there will not be murder in this story next week. Well, the birds were murdered. I guess the birds were murdered. But uh, <laughs> but it does have metal and mayhem. So it does. It's it really does. It really does. So it's going to be a good one. 
Uh, so you don't want to miss that. No, this week. is going to be probably one of the most lighthearted episodes. It'll be really funny because yeah. I read the book, so I really know a lot about it. Hell yeah. Uh, Joey, what about speaking of page a day? What yeah. do you got for us I this got a week? Couple, uh, got a couple today. Cool. Um, thank you, page a day again. Uh, we had a listener that said she has the page a day at her office at work. The same, same one? one yeah. Really? That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, she loves it. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so the first one that, that I'm bringing up is May 25th, 2004. So they discover a naked body of a woman of a woman near a jogging path in New York City um, in Inwood Hill Park, northern Manhattan. Uh, the body was identified as that of 21-year-old Juilliard student Sarah Fox. She had last been seen leaving her house in exercise clothes and carrying a CD player a week earlier. So she was pretty. Uh, she was pretty decomposed for being out there for the week or whatnot, but she was surrounded by fresh petals and branches from a nearby tulip tree. Huh. So they figure that it must have been some kind of ritualistic element That's to weird. the killing, and that the killer had probably revisited the body afterwards. So no one's ever arrested for the murder of Sarah Fox. But investigators think that it's this 39-year-old Russian immigrant, uh, Dmitry Scheinman. And they said that the Inwood residents that also live there, they right. said that he had a hot temper and he frequently patrolled the park. Uh, you know, they figured that he was probably the guy that did it. It was all these people. Oh, wow. But there's no physical evidence that right. ever linked him to that crime. Huh. However, he claimed to have a psychic vision of it that provided him with facts of the case that had not been made available to the public. <laughs> what? Wow. And in an interview done a decade after the murder at his home in Cape Town, South Africa now, so he's fucking way away from... Right, yeah, he's not in the United States now. uh, He still maintained his innocence. However, he still had a photo of Sarah Fox under a glass tabletop explaining that she loved him and still spoke to him from beyond the grave. Oh, my God. That's fucked up. That dude's guilty as fuck. That dude's guilty as fuck. That's fucked up. Wow. Uh, So, yeah. so Bro, I think you got away with that one. Yeah, Yeah, he definitely got away with that. All right, and then so the second one that I got... Thank you again, Page a Day. Um, this one's about the Connecticut River Valley Killer. Okay. Now this is an unsolved case. Uh, so there was at least at least seven women murdered from the late seventies to the late eighties that are connected to this killer. Uh, they didn't know nothing about this until the mid-80s, though. They had no idea. Then they found three skeletal remains of three young women who had been missing, uh, and they found them up around Claremont, New Hampshire. Uh, so this uh, this caused the authorities to look back on the other cases they had to, because now they see these are all killed in the same manner, stabbed in the same right. way. Okay. So now they check on some of the older cases that they got and they start you know linking a few of them. So the first one was a linked homicide from a case from October of 1978. Uh, July of 1981, the second victim was linked. Uh, she was a hitchhiker. Um, in 84, a 16-year-old girl vanishes who was also hitchhiking. Terrible thing, like hitchhikers. Hitchhiking just, back in the day, man. Yeah, fucking always yeah. a gamble. Right. Uh, so also in 1984, another girl disappears. So that was two in that year. July of 1985, a girl disappears while hitchhiking. Her body's found a year later where the second victim was found. So right there, that was an obvious link for the right. for the detectives. Uh, April 1986, a man comes home to find his wife's bloody body. Um, 
they're able to give, there were witnesses to it that were able to give a little bit of a composite sketch. So they kind of had that. Uh, January 1987, a woman's car is found at a rest stop 10 miles from her home. Her body is found months later uh, in Vermont. Jesus, so man. they have no idea why she would have stopped at the rest area and it was in a snowstorm. It was 10 miles from her house on an interstate at a rest area. Like, why would Whoa. you? So that was weird. I mean, if you uh, got to piss that bad. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, there's there's reasons, but it was just weird. So th- the last attributed attack to the, uh, to the Connecticut um, River Killer, <laughs> Connecticut River Valley Killer, was August 1988. And that was the stabbing of a woman who was seven months pregnant. Um, but she survived. She didn't die. And she was able to identify the vehicle, which was a Jeep Wagoneer. Oh, okay. wow. Uh, so in 1997... Gary Westover, who's a paraplegic on his deathbed, he confessed to his uncle knowledge of the 1987 murder of the rest area woman. No shit. Uh, oh, wow. He said he, he gave three names of people that were with him that night, but no, the names have never been released to the public, though. Hmm. Now, could a paraplegic who needs help in a snowstorm, would that be a reason to stop at a rest area possibly? Right. That's fucked up, but that could be it, you know? Wow. Uh, so a private investigator was hired by the family of a woman who went missing in 1988, a couple months after the last Connecticut River Valley right, kill, last killer attack. Uh, this, la- this other lady, not one of the seven, she comes up missing a couple months later. So this private investigator is hired by her family to figure out who it was. Um, so the missing woman used to be married to a man named Michael Nicola. Uh, she was his first wife. At the time, he owned a Jeep Wagoneer. Oh. Uh, a, the surviving lady, the one that got stabbed but survived, she picked his face out in a lineup. Oh, wow. In 2005, Nicholas. Uh, the gentleman, he was traumatized from being in Vietnam. Like, he was fucked up, okay. too. Right. He shot and killed his second wife and stepdaughter and then shot himself. Wow. So the probability that, that he, he might have been. Wow. That's fucked up. So, yeah, the, uh, fucked up. The, uh, the Connecticut River Valley killer case, it's never been closed. Wow. And very that be fucking, a good one. To that do would to, be a good one. Yeah, I do like that a good one. one. Hell, yeah. Page a day. Yeah. Fucking killing it. All right. Well, very good. I think we've done our fair share of murdering tonight. CK ready to throw down metal knowledge. So, Joey, what me. the fuck do we got to do, man? Let's get up, metal out. Known the world over as the master of metal, the crusher of posers, and murder metal mayhem's knower of all things metal, hailing from Wild Man Street in Danbury, Connecticut, standing at six feet of brutal, punishing madness. Weighing in at 220 pounds of poser pulverization. The one, the only, toughest bastard on the planet, Chris C.K. Kovic! Alright, got the great metal motherfucker on here. What's up, C.K.? Great metal fuckers, great metal motherfuckers, right here. I'm doing, doing, doing all right. Just had chemo. I got the chemo pump flushing through my system. Um, Fucking um, so, beast, you know, hanging in there. Very good. Right, on right. Wild Man Street, 
And uh, we got you on the phone uh, doing this a little different due to some internet issues you're having. So it's been a special uh, time for us with the, the internet here. The so. fucking murdering mothers of May is fucking doing it. I know. Bitches. I found out that the tower closest to me, the 5G, is out, which is why I'm having the problem. They're getting it fixed. So it's been a, a hopefully month of soon. Mayhem. It has <laughs> been. Be you. Yeah, for sure. They better be reimbursing us some money there. Yeah, they they already have. So yes, that's for sure. Okay. All right, CK, who are you going to be talking about tonight? Because I know nothing. I thought you were kidding me when you gave me this band. Because I don't know why. I it's just weird. It was I just kind of random. So I, I don't know. None of us is. knew anything about them. So I'm in well, one, they're, they're, one, you're going to know what what band spawned from them. Oh, okay. Um, very. Two kind of popular metal bands spawned from them. Okay. Um, they were pretty much a a, a New England uh, band, Massachusetts. Um, they weren't really well known outside of Mass. What's the band name, CK? You haven't told us the band. Overcast. Okay, very Overcast. good. Go ahead. I'm Overcast. sorry. Overcast. Um, they're they're a band that that was formed in 1990, um, broke up in '98. Um, they weren't really well known out of pretty much this area. I would say the New England area. Okay. Um, but the two bands that that the members went out to eventually form are very popular. Shadows Fall. Um, I have no idea. Yep, Shadow. Oh, Shadows Fall is one. Nice. Brian hate Fair. I just knew they were from Mass, so I figured. <laughs> Brian, Brian Fair was Brian Fair was the vocalist from. Oh, okay. From, um, we don't care. How about that? <laughs> 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 just joking, but, but I know, I know, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> then um, Mike D'Antonio, the bass player, and Peter Peter Cortez um, went on to play with Killswitch Engage. Nice. So. They, they they actually spawned bigger bands and um like I said they were they were only around like maybe seven or eight years. They put out a, um, three studio albums: Expectational Dilution, Fight Am- Fight Ambition to Kill, and one album that was put out by Metal Blade, which is probably the album that got the most um, notoriety because that's probably the biggest label they were ever on. Um, Reborn to Kill Again, which is 11 um, remakes of songs that they previously did on other albums and EPs. Okay. That's um, a badass album name, though. I won't lie. Reborn to Kill Again? That's fucking <laughs> awesome. That's probably the one you and, listen to, Pete, and, or off that. Yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. They're pretty much the, the fathers of metalcore, um, which I don't know why they how, how, how they got the name metalcore to begin with. <laughs> There's just like so many things, like like tags that spawned in the nineties. Yeah, right. metalcore, different subgenres and shit. New metal. Yeah, new it metal. was just you know, new metal. Which I play you know, grind, so there's like eight billion subgenres. <laughs> yeah. You know, so so I don't understand what do what what separates. Um, metalcore from from any other yeah it's kind of a catch-all you know, for what they you yeah know, kind of fits that time it's kind of like a, a, a combination of hardcore um death metal 
and metal is, yeah. is what I get from it. Yeah. It's like a but, little um, heavier than crossover. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but this, but, but overkill, I mean, overkill, overcast were, um, fucking heavy as hell. Um, if you go, if you go back and, and are able to listen to any of the albums, I know reborn to kill, I think is, is the only one that's available physically. Um, the other couple are, are I, I don't know if they're available. I can find them. Um, the EPs are pretty much, you can't, you can't find those anywhere. But, um, they were, like I said, they were, they were big in this area. Touring in this area. Here. Fading out a little, CK. I just never got, can you hear me now? Yes. Um, they never got the, the, the do that they were deserved. That, that they deserve, and when they went on to form these bigger bands, um, they were kind of like I wouldn't say forgot about them, but I think people forgot forgot about them, and that's what did the yeah. Born to Kill album because those albums were um that album was recorded while the other people were in were in the other bands um Kill Switch and and Shadows Fall. Um, Shadows Fall. And when both of those bands but, um, came that, out, they were so big, they were touring fucking right off the bat. Yeah, too, instantly. So. Right. Yeah. And, you know, they, they had good record deals, too, you know. Yeah. Um, Shadows Fall had Century Media behind them, and, and at the time, Kill Switch and Gage had Roadrunner, which, um, you know, pushed the hell out of them. Um, again, you know, I know, I know Kill Switch and, and Shadows isn't for everybody. Right. But the first couple albums from each band are, are definitely killer albums. Um, you know, I love like the first three or four albums by, by, um, Kill Switch. And I love, um, pretty much all the albums by Shadows except for the last two. I do like the um, original singer for Kill Switch over Howard Jones, even though I know they went back to him or whatever, but Howard Jones. Yeah, they would. He was, I don't like his voice at all, dude. Yeah, I don't know if I've heard enough of him to even know who's who. I'm just not a big fan of either, you know. Um, but I did yeah, like Shadows um, Fall when they first came out. The first album or two I had heard, and I thought they were good. Um, but they, I think they're the ones that were, maybe it's not them, the political crap. I can't stand it oh, I don't know. in the lyrics. Yeah. Uh, maybe it wasn't them. I'm not sure. Because uh, some bands, not, I get really, really frustrated. That's good, because I, I hate that shit. Yeah, not really. I mean, if I'm not listening to Bob Dylan, I don't want to fucking hear it. <laughs> you know, it's just fucking stupid. Yeah, I know, right. I mean, it's just fucking annoying. I mean, just shut the fuck up and play. You're like, I don't want to hear about that. Talk about I, I will listen to the Dead Kennedys, too. I like that. Well, yeah, yeah, and that's the point of bands like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's the thing. Henry Rollins. Well, There's certain punk, bands well, yeah. that fit that. Punk, yeah, especially. But yeah, I agree with they, you. I don't want to hear that. That was the whole idea shit. behind punk was was a fight against the, right. you know, the status quo yeah. and the establishment. So, you know, right. that that's... That's what they were doing. I love the South but, um, Park where those kids are goth and they're like all hating yeah. on like, and they're like, in order to be with us, you have to believe what we say. So yeah. it's like you're doing the yeah. same thing. Yeah, it's, just, yeah. it's pretty funny. South Park is really good at pointing to that kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. So uh, but, anything um, else yeah, on them, CK? That's pretty much it. Um, I, I try. I, I try to keep um, the chemo weeks kind of simple. Yeah, for for um the bands, and I'll go harder at at um other bands um Don Kimo weeks. Yeah, that makes like, sense. I'm real, too. Like, 
like I really want to do um I'm going to do a thing on Jason Bechter soon because he yeah. he's his story has to has to be told. Yeah, um, that'd be cool. I just I got the DVD. Yeah, that they put out about him a couple of weeks ago. I, I still gotta watch it. Um, I know a lot of I know a lot about his background and all that, but I, I want to watch a DVD before I even yeah. attempt to do um something on this dude and then talk about somebody who um God who has fought you know pretty much he, he should have been dead years ago yeah. right and and he's and he's still you know live kicking me yeah making music in 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 a, in a way that he can make music and still compose um you know that's why whenever whenever you know somebody says about their problems i go look at this fucking guy right he, he right. can't move you know he can't do anything and, and he's still composing music that that you know other other musicians are are playing for him but right yeah. you know but um i'm gonna be doing him in a couple weeks i just don't know when Right. That's um, cool, dude. Well, I didn't know fucking Overcast at all, but I do know your Lost Classic, though. Yeah, the Lost Classic's a good one, CK. Oh, yeah. Um, that is Havoc Time Is Up. Fuck yeah. Yeah, um, that's a good one. Ha- Havoc, uh, they're basically right now getting um, getting recognition now, I, I think, as opposed to like the first couple albums. And, and Time Is Up is their second album. I just love that album. And um, it seems like nobody else really really knew about him. Um, yeah, they've I kind of you, flown under you, the radar. Yeah, I know you were into him um, when they, basically when they first came out, Pete. Yeah. But other than that, um, I don't know too many people who um were into him until like maybe the last couple albums, last two albums. Yeah, for sure. So, Patrick from Skeleton Pit's all about Havoc, man. He's got like four yeah. Havoc shirts. Yeah. He's got like yeah. Of the same shirt, so you know, he's got like four of yeah, them. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he just wears them till they're fucking threadbare, I guess. But yeah, that's cool, but, man. Uh, I I dig those guys, man. They're still fucking cranking it out. Good thrash, yeah, and, man. You know, they just put out a, an album uh, last year and it's, it's still kicks ass. Yeah. No. So so that's a band that Lost Classic I think people need to know about. I think that's a good one. I think that's a good one. Well, I hear some music in the background, guys. I think it's coming from across the pond. Little 66 fucking 6. We're going to talk about what um, we've been slot. listening to. All right, six six fucking six means we're going to talk about what we've been listening to lately. Of course, we're all four metalheads. So, Chris, start with you, my friend. I, I'm going to say I just Chris. seen a flyer for uh, California Death Fest next year, and Onslaught's yeah. on the fucking flyer for it already. Oh wow! So yeah, nice. that's badass. Yep. That's cool. That's uh, very cool. As far as listening, just again, I just listen to random shit. I know today I did fucking at work. I did. Jammed the whole fucking uh, No Prayer for the Dying Iron Man, and I fucking jammed that today at work. Fucking nice. Been a while since I listened to it, but other than that, just random stuff. I love that. I love that album. Dude, that album's fucking good as shit, dude. That's awesome. I'll have to give it a listen. It's been a while. I've heard it too. Joey, what about you, man? Uh, I got a whole bunch of new albums. I've been listening to. Yes, you did. I've been fucking record stores. I went out to Toledo and just fucking. (laughs) 
saw what they had for uh, for record options and music stores and shit. Yeah. It was pretty cool because I went to four different places and all four had a metal section. But Nice. Um, I mean, I picked up like That's uh, cool. Yeah, I picked up Sepultura Chaos AD Original Press. I got um, uh, Faith No More Introduce Yourself Original Press. I bought fucking the Guns N' Roses Appetite for Destruction vinyl from 1987 it's the fucking shittiest fucking it's not in good condition whatsoever <laughs> but i didn't care i was like i went in that store and it was like total hipster spot and everything was overpriced and i had uh they had the garage days fucking vinyl brand new for 18 bucks huh. I, was, I, was, I was like okay i'll buy that you know what i'm saying because i wanted to buy some from each store and then i found the two britney fox tapes there too so i was okay, stoked nice, on that and i got nice. those for a buck each but uh but anyway so i was, I had, gonna, I was gonna say something but i won't uh, there you go yeah, but i them. but i had that fucking uh the uh metallica record and then i look up and i saw the guns and roses one on the wall and it was like twice as much and i was like i'm never even gonna listen to it it's it, it's not in great condition but i was like fuck that i'm gonna buy it anyway with my biden books and, uh, <laughs> because i just love the album so much and the fact it's an original from 87 i was like how many times am i gonna come across that you know? right right so anyway that's cool yeah so anyway i've been listening to a lot of shit uh fucking beck and a few other bands a lot of death metal shit so cool yep. cool cottonmouth kings well cottonmouth ck what about you man um, I've been listening to um, some Dio, some Sabbath, um, like like Joey. I I I you know he bought the um, Sepultura. I've been listening to um, Sepultura ever since um, we discovered Courses. I've been going back to Sepultura and listening to them. Oh, nice. um, listening to Courses, threw on some and Malice's Wake and and Harlot the other day. I did too. Um, I, I listened to both bands as well. That's nice. funny that you did that. No, while I was while I was at chemo, I threw them on and um, listened to them. Nice. I was um, jamming some possessed seven churches the other yeah. night. That's fucking, fucking brutal, man. I know you. I know you and CK is gonna fucking talk shit about me, but the other day I fucking I fucking played. Uh, the first two corn albums because I fucking love. Dude, those albums. Tim was all about the first two. Yeah. I know he liked yeah, them I too. Back the, fir- the first. The first two aren't bad. It's everything after yeah. where they got really weird. right after they started oh, yeah, getting the first popular. One, right, yeah. yeah. The first one's awesome. The second, yeah. one, like Life is Peachy, I fucking I like it a lot too. But yeah, I jammed both of those the other day. I was that's loving. cool. I've still been jamming that new Campbell Corpse too. It's really good. It is oh, yeah, really good. Balance on imagine. Yeah, that, that I've been playing that on and off and um, no, that's a given. Now I had to mention because it was all over the fucking metal news, but Dave Ellison getting kicked out of Megadeth. What the fuck, Got man? Got the X. Yeah, wow, I, I saw that coming. What a dumbass! As, as soon as um, I I knew it was gonna clash because fucking Mustaine's like a huge. He's a huge Christian now. I knew that was right, gonna right. go against what he believed in. Yeah. Well, right. so it's right anyway. So like the fuck no yeah yeah i know and uh i thought it was an interesting you know it was like kind of like a foregone conclusion but i yeah. did see a lot of the commenters were mentioning bass players and somebody mentioned joey vera which yeah. would be fucking badass if joey got that job but uh, i don't know if he wants it but i also saw that no, mustaine's I, I, I definitely going to want to pick a bass player that plays with a pick because it would well, fit the the yeah, mega that's sound that's more. like joey vera yeah, well, Joey plays. I've seen him play with a pick, but he mostly plays with his fingers. So, well, he play, who he knows? Plays, for that kind of money, song. he might he might be willing to l- yeah, increase true. his pick usage. Who knows? I saw my buddy. But he's, he's, uh, go ahead, TK. 
he does use the pick on um I think it's the eleventh hour. Is it the eleventh hour? There's a couple of songs at I know he pulls one out at the at a few different times, yeah, where it's appropriate. Because the couple four on feet four and they just can't play without with, with your fingers. Yeah. Well ridiculous. I could I could. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I just kidding. All right. Well I, I very saw, cool. I, I was just gonna say I saw my buddy talking about uh he's like the only good thing about this coming out of this Megadeth deal is I can probably afford one of fucking Ellison's yeah. bases now. <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny. Wow. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what is not funny is joining the 666 Club. Uh, you can do that for three bucks a month three on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Murder Metal Mayhem gets you there. Three bucks a month. You get the episodes a day early. You get the uh, pay, uh, karaoke songs as soon as they're done. You get, uh, you know, 10% off a of merch, and it's just a cool thing and helping the show. And the episodes that uh, other people don't get. Yeah, the bonus stuff. Yeah. We're going to be doing yeah. some more of those, so it's good stuff. So patreon.com slash Murder Metal Mayhem. I'll link to that in the episode description. And it doesn't go in our pockets. It goes into right. you know, paying the bills. Into, paying the bills goes back into um, the show, making it better for you guys. So we yeah. to it. No, we try to make better it better. Quality. Yeah, it's not free to host the podcast in case you didn't no. know. So it's we can use the quality, money. not quantity. That's right. Quality, huh? not quantity. Uh, also, yeah. don't forget to pick up one of our new shirts. Jeff Gaither got his. He loves it. He's going to take some pictures wearing it. I'm he wearing designed mine it right now. You're wearing yours right now. So it's a great shirt. Full color front and back. Zombified us on the front. With the nice yeah, blood awesome. spatter across the back the with the murder metal mayhem. My daughter tried Zombied stealing out. my hoodie. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> she had it for a couple weeks. <laughs> we got to wear it for a week or two before it got too warm for hoodies. Yeah. So I'm anxious yeah. uh, to bust it back out again. But yeah, so I'll link to that in the episode description where you can pick up one of those shirts. We got large through 2X in sizes so uh, and a lot of them. All right, we're going to be doing plenty. Uh, we've done plenty of metal tonight. So, CK, what the fuck do we need to do? We need to get our mayhem on at this moment. Yes. Is being cooped up at home with all the COVID restrictions got you down? Are you sick and tired of your family and feel like you're about to snap? Let Benoit Anger Management help. I was losing my shit. My fucking wife was nagging me to clean out the garage. My kids are fighting over the dumbest shit. I'm about to fucking lose it. It's times like that when Benoit Anger Management can help. Call us before someone's calling the coroner. I told you to shut the fuck up! I clean the garage out tomorrow, bitch! I'm sick of your bullshit! Things can escalate quickly when there's nowhere to go. I said shut the fuck up! Fuck all you motherfuckers! Call Benoit Anger Management today. (laughs) 
Jesus God, Christ. My that brother's is, a violent person. <laughs> that is so terrible. I don't know who dreams that shit up and writes those scripts, but he's fucked in the head. So, All right. Well, very good. Before that, that was, was Overcast. Do what? Oh, was shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Overcast before that with Bleed Into One Hell and, of yeah. course, the Benoit. Anger management, which has been an ongoing little bit of fun we've been doing. That's good stuff. All right. Well, we are in mayhem, gentlemen. That's, and that's always a fun place to be. And Joey, you said you got a little story to tell. Hey, real so. quick. Real yeah. quick. All right. You know, remember I was just saying uh, my daughter was trying to steal my freaking my podcast hoodie. Well, yeah. she stole my Gormonger hoodie, right? She oh, she damn. had that thing for a while. She's 14. She's wearing this thing to school or whatever. She's got it for a couple weeks. She's wearing it to school. I'm like, oh, think that's smart? She's like, whatever. So like two weeks later, she finally comes in. She's like, hey, Dad, I finally got dress coded at school. I was like, yeah, oh, surprised it took that for a couple. Now, mind you, it's the back. It's not the original print because my dumbass dog chewed it up. So I got a back patch. She wouldn't from, have even got in trouble with the original uh, print, probably. No, probably not. But fucking. So I got a back patch that Jason Murder made. So it's got like pot leaves all over it and shit. <laughs> and then it says uh, futuristic pornographic slam attic. So it says pornographic on the back of it. She's wearing this shit to school. I'm just like, God damn wow. it, dude, you're going to get in trouble. So she's like, finally, like, I get, I finally got dress coded, dad, but I just took duct tape and covered it up everything. I was like, cool. And then she's like, but two days later, I had the hood up and the teacher looks at me and goes, I think you should put the hood down because the the hood real big says fuck the ass records on it. <laughs> like, so my wow. daughter's wearing this shit to school. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Stop. Wow. Yeah, she's you're asking gonna, gonna for you to be turned in. Right. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, I just oh, the hoodie thing call. made me think of that. That's yeah. a good one. That's a good one. All right, Joey, what's this disgusting story you've got here? <laughs> no, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I, I was actually surprised I didn't tell this one, but uh, it's a personal injury story, as we were saying. And um, it's about whenever I was at work and I put one of our merchandise hooks through my eye. Ah. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> brutal yeah are you serious no oh, yeah find the pic and have it posted on the I, I'll, I'll fucking yeah i'll find the pictures and send them to you so you can, we put them on the murder mail mayhem page i don't care right but uh so anyway so what happened was one day i'm working and i'm like it, this is literally like a couple minutes after i got back off my lunch break i just gone to lunch so i just got back on the floor and I'm setting up this display over in the uh, the children's department. They let you in that department? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but uh, so it's on this fucking fixture called an iframe. So it's basically like a four sided deal, almost like a rectangle. So uh, I'm pulling off these hooks because I'm putting uh, boys blankets on one side, girls on the other. So I'm fucking separating them. So I'm pulling off the hooks to put them in the spot that I need them. And I pull off one, you know, it's an extra one. So I hang it off the front of the fixture uh, just as an extra or whatever. Yeah, not where he's going. So, yeah, yeah. And so I fucking go to walk around the fucking to walk around this fixture to go to the other side. And I think, A, I was moving too fast because I'm just like, 
I get going and like right. I'll multitask whatever, but you know, sometimes you just gotta slow down, and fuck pay attention. Right. So I think I was going too fast, but I also think I was looking at a corner of my eye, like out of my peripheral watching something else. Uh, that wasn't right near me. Right. And all of a sudden, I just fucking feel my fucking self get caught. I'm fucking, I can't move. Like, my fucking, you know, uh. all motion is ceased. And I realize it's because I'm fucking stuck in my eye. And this ah. hook that I had fucking hung off the front of this fucking fixture. Now, the way to describe this hook, so if you got a capital J and you lay it on its back, that's basically how it is. So it's, it's got like, a. It looks like an end cap. Yeah, it's got a flat end that you put into the into the slate, and then you fucking have a, a you know a rounded edge on the front of the hook that's specifically made so that there's not injuries. That's why they make it. back in the day hooks used to be like fucking straight out. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like hooks. Now they make them rounded so people don't hurt themselves. Right. What happened was as I'm coming around the fucking side of this fucking fixture, not looking, paying attention the other way. This hook's fucking sticking out, and it's the only hook on that thing. My fucking dumbass fault, and fucking it catches me, and all of a sudden it goes uh. between it goes between my eyeball and the orbital socket, and I'm fucking stuck. Oh. I'm stuck on this fixture, ah, and there's dude. just fucking. I look down and I see drops of blood falling and I'm sitting there thinking, oh my God, I got myself fucking caught on this thing. You know, it's, I'm not even freaking out that hard yet. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, I got myself in a pickle basically, you know? Right. Right. This lady fucking comes around. Uh, this like lady, a saw trap or something. Yeah, yeah. This lady that still works there, like she's been there forever, but she was the one that fucking first came around the side and saw me like that. She, I guarantee that as scary as it was for me... This was this woman's nightmare day of her life. Right. Because she was so fucking scared by what she saw. She just saw me stuck on this fixture with something in my eye. And she freaks out. She goes to the back. She's call 911. Joey's got a hook in his eye. And they don't even know what the hell's going on because we had just gotten fishing poles and shit. So they thought I had like a fishing hook hook in my eye. Oh, my God. And, uh, you know, so I'm sitting there on this fixture. I'm, now there's a couple of fucking customers and stuff that's coming up and fucking seeing what's going on. Right. And everybody's fucking watching. And he's stuck. Yeah. And the fucking, she's not the store manager at that time. She is now, but she was like the assistant manager. Then she comes along and she sees me and she's like, Oh no. So she steps into action. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, so as I'm sitting on this fixture with this thing in my face, Nobody wants to touch me, understandably. I, right. I get, you see I something get wrong, it fucks right. yeah. But yeah. it But in my mind, all I'm thinking about is if I pass out with this hook in my face right. and I collapse. You're really going to fuck yourself holy up. Holy shit. That's, that's really bad. So to the horror of everyone around me, I fucking thought about how the fucking hook was, you know, shape and I fucking got on my tippy toes and I fucking worked myself off of the hook. Oh my God. And I fucking sat back and I fucking, you know, laid on the ground. Uh, my fucking, the manager came over, she started cleaning up all the blood and everything else. And, you know, I got really lucky, really, really, really lucky. So I'm thinking now I didn't have insurance. So I'm like, Okay, I'm off this thing. You know what I'm saying? I, I hurt myself. That's my fault. Right. I'm not Workman's thinking that. Somebody called the fucking ambulance, though. Right. So sure enough, fucking the ambulance comes and, you know, they get me uh, get me looked at. And I got photos of and shit. They're not that bad because it was after they cleaned me a bit, but it's still fucked up. Yeah, I and, remember. Uh, I, and the fucking... The doctor and then later my fucking, uh, you know, the surgeon... 
Like the whole time, I, this was like two years of fucking surgeries and stuff I was going through too, and they basically made it fucking better than what it was. But like all of them, doctor, surgeon, every one of them was like, "I cannot believe you did not lose that eye." It didn't like hit his eye. It didn't like scratch it. It, or it basically just it bounced off it and went inside. Wow. And I, but I'm lucky because it was a curved hook that I didn't pull it out too. Yeah, right. Um, but I ended up destroying my tear duct, and they had to had to redo that. Oh wow! And luckily, also because as people that listen to our podcast know, I'm a weed smoker. I went to the hospital, and I'm like, and and my mom, she was supposed to come down uh, and have lunch with me after I got off work that day. So she was already like on her way, but all of a sudden now she had to meet me at the hospital and shit. But um, you know, because my boss was like, "Do you want me to call your mom?" I'm like, "Yeah, please, please you know, call wow. my mom." And yeah. uh, but she ended up meeting me there. But uh, you know, and there were people like I remember there were people at the fucking in the store and they were like, do you want us to take pictures? And at the time, all I'm thinking is why the fuck do you want me to take selfies of myself right, right. now? Later on, I'm like, Oh, they probably thought for, for lawsuits. For lawsuits. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I also wish I had kept the hook. Cause that would have been badass. Yeah. As fuck. That would have been good. But like by the time, like, you know, I got into the fucking, uh, got into the fucking ambulance and all that. I'm joking with paramedics and shit. Like I'm doing as good as I can right. under the circumstances. But like I said, I, I'm a weed smoker like big time and i everybody knew that and this is like before 2015 yeah. or yeah i think it was 2015 so before it was legal and anything like that right so i'm like okay this is where i'm fucked right here right i hear them say blood work blood work authorization negative so they didn't take my blood work i don't know if somebody at work was just looking out for me and was like don't worry about it you know what i'm saying right but because of that workman's comp paid for everything I never would have gone through the surgeries to correct it the way I did. I would have fucking been scarred if right. I had been left under my own accord. Right. But because of that, they did fucking they take care, care of myself. Yeah, wow. They took care of his shit. So anyway, so that was my story of getting the fucking Jesus hook in my eye. Yeah, I remember That's him brutal. texting me that day with that picture like, yeah. what the fuck, yeah. bro? That's crazy. Holy shit. Yeah, now every up. time I'm at work. So I, what even brought this up is I told this newer girl this story the other day, and she was just so mortified by the eye thing. I'm All day sure. she just kept being like, every time she saw me, she's like, I just want you to know I'm so glad that you have your eye right now. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it was fucked like, up. Yeah, that's why I'm Morning, you watch these hooks. I mean, that yeah. story went around like to a bunch of our fucking retail. Like it became oh, a, I'm sure an urban legend, but not really yeah. like, a tale. Don't do this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. You're breaking up, CK. They got they got a picture of him with um. Don't, don't be like this asshole. Yeah, right? no, for right. sure. Wow. It, it, I mean, it was fucked up too because it's like. Uh, you know, I always explain this to these people and I fucking like, if I'm training somebody, that's one of the first things I do. And if I see any of those hooks empty, hanging off any fixtures, I pull them off, off the floor. That's a good call. And, and, and it's like, look, I get it that that was a completely freak accident, but it, it freaks me out. But it right. happened to me. And the right. thing is, is I can see how it happened to me because I saw it happen to me. Right. And so I see like, if I see little kids running around and shit like that, man, that freaks me the fuck out. So yeah, I'll pull them. Oh, yeah. Off yeah. That, wow. they're at that level, they, little, you know how little one. kids are in stores. Yeah. They just whipping around corners oh, yeah. and shit. Yeah. So That's unfortunately it just happened to me. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of eyes, uh, you guys saw the new posters for Creation of Chaos 3. Pretty brutal. Uh, They came out really good. The bookmarks as well. Brian Usual did an amazing job. And uh, the proof for the book should be in any day now. 
And so as soon as I get them and place the order, we'll be able to set a release date and start taking advance orders. So it's coming up oh, hell yeah. very soon. All right. People are not be dis- are not going to be disappointed with this. No, I'm pretty yeah. happy with the with the crop of stories in this one. Thirteen stories to be exact, including Fucking a right. novella, which is uh, Dreadful Life. Uh, Brad Tucker did the voice for that. Uh, he read that one in the Six 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 Express. I did the rest, and then uh, we're including the special Six 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 Express that we all did together with music from Malice's Wake, and so the audiobook is going to be really crazy. I'm is pretty that the, going to have the preface for Deeper Than Dead? Yes, it has right. the first chapter yeah. of Deeper Than Dead in it too. All right, well, very cool. Uh, things are falling into place nicely with that. Uh, we got a good killer cage match tonight, guys. We're doing this a little different. Uh, we've got our uh, special matchup tonight. But before we get to that, Chris, we got some listeners we want to say thank you yes, to. Yes, we do. We got, once again, we got Roger Smith, Rebecca Boomsock, and Maggie Elizabeth. So thank you all very much. Once again, appreciate you. Yeah, and they provide us some random numbers. And we have a list of 70 objects that these killers are going to fight with. So these three provided the numbers for those and joey who do we have in this strange never before done killer cage match <laughs> it's our last uh murder and moms of may episode we've been having the main fucking you moms. know topic every fucking time right this time we're fucking stepping it up a notch and we're gonna have fucking gypsy rose blanchard versus her fucking mom dd nice so she kills her mom in the real story mom maybe gets a shot at revenge or Dee Dee gets to kill her mom a second time. Not too many people could boast that. Now, CK, they're going to be fighting with uh, three objects. Who do we? Uh, what do we got in the cage with? Um, they're going to be fighting with a large leather-bound Bible. <laughs> That's nice. A pair of steel steel-toed work boots. Nice. And a flamethrower. Flamethrower. A flamethrower, steel-toed work boots, and a large leather-bound Bible. <laughs> and the variable CK is a good one. This is a good one. It's Donald Trump with an aluminum bat. Oh, nice. <laughs> Trump with an aluminum bat. <laughs> Gypsy Rose Blanchard finding her mom, Dee Dee, in a cage with a large leather-bound Bible, a pair of steel-toed work boots, and a flamethrower. And we got Donald Trump, and they're swinging an aluminum Baseball bat, Chris, what the fuck with this one? What do you think? I feel like Gypsy going to stand up out of her chair in the ring in front of everybody. And her mom's just oh, going to okay. be so fucking shocked that she's actually defying her in front of people. Oh, wow. That she's just stunned. Like, what the hell's happening? Fucking Gypsy gets in the fucking, gets in, gets to the weapon. She grabs the fucking flamethrower. Oh, boy. Fucking Tortures her mom, doesn't kill her, just tortures the shit out of oh, her. Oh, wow. She fucking throws her in the wheelchair. She's like, sit down. You sit there. Oh, Trump damn. comes up with a bat, smash her, and goes, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> jo- Joey, what do you think of this one? That That's a pretty interesting take on it. That was a good take. Um, well, now, the thing is with Gypsy Rose and with Dee Dee, neither one of them give a fucking rat's ass about that Bible. Right. No, that's why neither I one that of up. them give a rat's ass about anything to do with work, much less work boots. Right? <laughs> and neither one of them can fucking pick up a flamethrower, so all of those are out the window. Oh, but Dee Dee is so fucking huge; yeah. she's just gonna fucking roll Sit over and her? start smothering fucking Gypsy Rose. Oh wow! But the problem is, is Donald Trump's gonna be sitting over there like you lazy motherfuckers are just oh, the worst damn. part of this economy. <laughs> you are not yeah, making yeah. America great, and he's gonna come over that ball back. 
bet, and he's gonna fucking kill them both. Oh, Donald wow. Trump, Donald Trump, Trump for the win. Damn. <laughs> CK, what do you think, dude? I was thinking the same thing as Sig and Joe. Oh, nice. We gotta have CK go before God. me. I don't see uh, Gypsy Rose having a chance with her big mom. Uh, just she could just fall on top of her and crush <laughs> her yeah, for real. <laughs> and then, like you said, Trump just fucking beats him down with the bat. I, I like that scenario there. So I think all of the above is good tonight. So. All right, very cool. Always love doing some killer cage match. So thanks to those listeners. And uh, all right, well, we have done plenty of mayhem tonight, guys. So let's hit the outro. so heavy dude. that's fucking brutal man cryptopsy a nice soothing ballad called graves of the fathers nice a little ditty Some there brutality from canada for sure nice all right little ditty. bumper music tonight from cryptopsy misery index and overcast Hell yeah. and chris who does ck's intro music crisis motherfucker yeah. yeah and then joey who's doing the murder metal mayhem intro the intro is done by Low 12. And then CK, who's doing that 6-6 fucking 6 music for us? Odd Slot. Hell yeah, I love UK. those guys. Cheerio. Cheerio. Uh, all right, well, thanks to Rotten Cotton for being a sponsor of us and the Voice of Dread podcast. Uh, Remember that 15% off coupon code MAYHEM. MAYHEM. If you order 20 or more, rottencotton.com, great stuff. Go check them out. Also, thank you very much to SpellboundEffectsAndArt.com. Support artists like Tony Campagna, my buddy down there in Miami. He's got a great online catalog. All sorts of body parts, fucking lamps, fucking COVID masks. All sorts of stuff. So you can't miss it. Just go check out his website, SpellboundFXAndArt.com, and I'll link to all this stuff in the episode description. All right, thank you to everybody out there listening. We keep seeing those numbers rolling in. We appreciate it very much. We had awesome comments uh, always this week. And uh, Chris, what about that first one there? Yeah, thanks. Uh, Tony Escamilla, sorry if I'm pronouncing that right. No, that's right. Okay, Tony Escamilla says, uh, you guys destroyed it every damn week. Uh, Love this podcast. I don't know why you're not on the top of every list. I found you by accident on iTunes, but I'm so glad I did. I'm in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Hell yeah, fucking man. Hey, man. Thanks, yeah. Tony. That's fucking cool. Awesome. Joey, uh, what about this one? This is one I mentioned to you earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cassie Grubbs. What's up, Cassie? Commented, your podcast is fantastic. I have the same page a day calendar that Joey has on my desk at work. I love that, so I'm glad that you're fucking yeah. checking out some of the shit, too. And- That's awesome. And Cassie is a listener. Her husband, Adam... Uh, used to sing in a couple different bands, uh, but one of them, when I first met him, it was like the third or fourth Low 12 show. We were playing in a sandwich shop yeah. <laughs> in Urbana called The Sandwich Boy, and he was in a band that opened for us. They were like really young, like 13 years right, old, right. and he was the singer, and the band was called Children of the Porn. 
I think I remember that I shit, I was like, dude. dude, that's a fucking awesome yeah. name. And so, yeah, Adam and Cassie are big Hell yeah. listeners fucking of the a. show. Adam's a good dude. So very cool, Cassie. Thank you. CK, what about that next one? Darla Robson commented. I watched a few of those heavy metal flute videos. Hell that yeah. shit was awesome. <laughs> nice. I, I can't wait to hear you guys cover cover his crimes. Love you guys. Listen and wait, sorry. Love you guys and listening every week in Austin, Texas. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Hell yeah, very cool. And Chris, what about the last one? We got fourth one there. Oh man, Metalhead Five Fifty Four says uh, I'm from Long Island and I love you fuckers. I love the mix of metal and serial killers. Pure fucking genius. Forget awesome. about it. Hey. Forget about it. Forget All right. about it. Very good, Metalhead Five Five Four. All right. Well, don't forget to check out MurderMetalMayhem.com to listen to those past episodes. we got 140 of them as of today, uh, just cranking them out, plus all the bonus stuff. There's like 190 episodes, actually, if you get to all the interviews and stuff oh, that we don't right. number. Uh, so there's quite a bit more than what's really, you know, seems that there's there. Uh, we've got a Facebook page, so you can like us there. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And also, you can check out the show on Amazon Music, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, iTunes, and more. And please leave comments and rate the show. It helps other people find us. So thank you for that. Support the show and join the 666 Club. Go to patreon.com slash mayhem to join. Only three bucks a month. Again, all this stuff in the episode description. You can go to PeteAltieri.com if you want to order one of my books. I got Creation of Chaos 3 will be here in about a month. So uh, it's going to be badass. And you can get on there and advance order it. That'll be available here any day now as soon as I get those test copies. Now that right there is a horror type novel. That's right. Horror type (laughs) novel. And uh, so, yeah. And I'm getting ready to start Deeper Than Dead here now. And so a lot of shit is going on. Uh, check out my podcast. Uh, the other one I do, voiceofdread.com. I just did one uh, that released uh, this week uh, called The Creep, which is uh, my story that I wrote, The Creep, for the new book. I did an audio version of it, and I explained where the story came from and a nightmare I had. Uh, so you can check it out and listen to the story. It's like 45 minutes long. Uh, we can't let him go though. Hold on. I, I forgot in metal. I was gonna fucking plug something. What's I fucking that? Uh, I dropped a new CD this week. Oh yeah, yeah with my, my other band, the Car from Christine, uh, the second album, The Implication. It's so good. Yeah, it's so, so I'm stoked on that. Good. I got the physical copies today. So if anybody checks out my shit and wants oh, to nice. hear fucking my side project, the Car from Christine. Hell yeah. Go ahead and get that CK. Uh, since I just got those in, I'll have your package coming out to you. Awesome. Cool. Ho- hopefully, we'll have to go around the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Sure. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, I did a karaoke song dug back into the seventies for this one, so crank it up. And until next time, keep one foot in the gutter and keep your fist tightly grasped around your falsely disabled daughter's hand. <laughs> we were very happy. Well, at least I thought we were. Can somebody tell me what's gotten into her? A house, a home, a family, and a man that loves her so. Who'd believe she'd leave us to join the burlesque show?
say, has anybody seen my sweet gypsy rose? Here's her picture when she was my sweet Mary Jo. Just zero. <laughs>